Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is my co-host. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Well, it's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, man? Hello, friend. Also joining me through... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot <laughs> going on this week. But uh, before we do that, let's introduce our um, our producer extraordinaire, my brother. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. Uh, yeah, big week today. Uh, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore three seven, and that's on Instagram as well. Yeah, and Brian, where are you at? You can find me at b.esp on Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I stream, you can find me at it's punchline on, on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, um, you could follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our theme song is by Drum Foo. You could find him at drum underscore foo on instagram follow him he is awesome uh if you have any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com or you can comment below uh anything you guys want uh but preferably nice things that'd be cool uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have uh, a few episodes on our iTunes and Spotify feeds that do not have video attached to them. So uh, subscribe to those. Uh, there are links in the description. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star review. Uh, also, if you're listening to the audio version, we do have YouTube now. We have full video capability. You can click in the link in your description and it'll bring you to this YouTube channel. Uh, where you can watch all the stuff that we're looking at in terms of comics. Uh, and I believe that's the whole thing, plugs-wise. Wise. So, uh, spoiler alerts ahead. Let's randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. Oh, wee mama. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 121, The Shibuya Incident Part 39. Um, last we left off, uh, the great, one of the greatest mentor characters in manga today, Nanami has passed away at the hands of the evil Mahito, um, or as I like to call him, Jujutsu Kaisen's, uh, Shigaraki, cause he looks kind of like no. him. <laughs> he does kind of look like him. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's when Yuji Itadori, our protagonist popped up and onto the scene and they're about to fight, uh, and the 38 chapter fight, fight, scene continues onward. This arc has been nothing but fucking straight action and I fucking love it. Huge fan. He, he threw a whole dead person at him that <laughs> This guy is so weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm so not over this. Fight starts immediately. Mahito just throws yeah. a dead person Go. at at him. He he doesn't just throw it, he flicks it. Like a bottle mm. cap. Mm. Hold that. Yeah. Hold that. And uh, not and once he throws it, it starts to expand. It becomes like this weird blade person thing. Uh, Yuji just dodges it real clean. Uh, he does a lot of dodging things, but uh, Mahito's right behind him, twists some more bodies up, and uh, it expands uh, using the soul multiplicity body repel. Uh, 
and I guess at this point we should dead person blast. That's that's all. (laughs) Dead person blast. Uh, there you go. Okay, so Mahito's ability for the uninitiated is that he can manipulate the souls, the shape of somebody's soul or himself, even like you physically change the shape of someone's soul, and that in turn like manipulates the physical properties of whatever he's morphing. So he could basically just turn a person into whatever the fuck this thing is, uh, and yeah, that's his most thing. <laughs> we get a. Uh, a very characteristic explanation of his powers immediately. Um, he has soul multiplicity that merges two souls together and body repel, which is soul multiplicity that occurs in the same fucking state, like space. So it rejects and repels outward uh, and yeah. creates a momentum attack. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. And that's when big strong dead person beam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big strong like dead person beam. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And that's when, like, Mahito, um, he Orochimaru's his way through this dude's body and ends up outside. Which was body. lit. <laughs> yeah, he goes, boo. And uh, it, uh, he just rocks Itadori right in the face. His nose sinks in and everything. It's pretty Like brutal. Sasuke? Like Sasuke's face did? Yeah, if you... Uh, if A quick uh, tangent. <laughs> There's, like, a hashtag going around is you don't slow-mo Naruto ever because you find like the in-between frames are actually pretty ridiculous <laughs> this was one of those moments i guess uh his face is just sunken in and sends him flying outward and uh mahito's like damn had i put my back into him more i could have split your skull and it turns out he manipulated his body to create these like knuckles into uh <laughs> it on his wrist face open man yeah man but he's just he just it adores just durable for no reason like captain america durable jeez yeah pretty much like i guess that's that's always been the thing he, he yeah was he always yeah. durable like like as a normal person his, his thing was always that he was uh on he was in he was abnormally strong and fast and yeah. durable. He's yeah, just like I think that's what. So the doing. curse energy just only multiplies yeah, yeah. all of that. So he's essentially Captain America. All right, <laughs> pretty much. Just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, and all you right. know, even in a moralistic standpoint, he's like, "How could you fuck with so many people's lives?" And Mahito, ever the troll that he is, is like, "Oh, uh, do you want me to be nice when I kill somebody? Do you want me to take a minute <laughs> in their moment of anguish to, you know, tell them that I'm sorry that I had to do this?" And then he like manifests uh, the face of a friend of uh, you of Itadori's from way back in the day, uh, someone he killed yeah. off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget his name. Thought it was gonna be, I thought it, that was about to be his rival, but it was not meant to be. Yeah, he I just thought turned him into a whale, a dolphin creature. Yeah, oh, he sad. turned him into the to the dolphin cop from Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin. <laughs> yeah, but. He, he wasn't he wasn't buff no <laughs> he was lame and droopy yeah and uh this is an interesting thing mahito's like well you are me and uh un- until you accept that fact there's no way you could beat me which is an eh. uh, i don't know yeah we'll see eh. we'll see what he means by this but i don't know uh he said <laughs> Yeah, I'll make sure those are your dying words. <laughs> yeah. Some gates the shit to say to somebody. Yeah, Yuji is not playing games right now. 
No. Itadori is like, man, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you right now. Nanami. Uh, yeah. Nanami wouldn't lose his cool. Yeah. He thinks... Nanami would just say his word eight times in a row without twisting his tongue. Yeah. That's why he's strong. Nanami, Nanami, and Nanami. That's why nanami. I would be strong. Yeah, you can't do it, bro. I can. Nanami, 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 Nanami. You're not saying it fast. I can't keep count. I said eight times. I, I can't keep count. You got to keep count for me. Exactly. All right, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Nanami, 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 Nanami. I did it. Eight times. That was incredible, Christian. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. You won, bro. You did it. I really did do it. You, you, and the confirmation, you know how I knew you really did it? Why? Because when it shut down from the awesomeness. Yeah, well, anyway. Maybe you can be a jujutsu sorcerer as well. I can be if you guys believed in me for once. Instead of doubting me. No, we're not supposed to believe in you because it's cursed energy, bro. Nanamine would believe me. (laughs) We're supposed to not believe in you. It's negative energy. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Whatever, dude. See, you're welcome. (laughs) Whatever. Brian's been excelling at that forever. (laughs) Whatever, man. I do better under doubt. (laughs) I do. That is where I do my best work. Yeah. So, uh, you think Michael Jordan was a, really starts uh, yeah. squaring up with him? Yeah, you think Michael Jordan was a jujutsu sorcerer. He he got powered up by negative shit. Yeah, there's no other way he won all those championships. It was either that or 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 or, or God. Yeah, side <laughs> of that. What is that noise? So, anyways. Uh. So yeah. Anyways. Uh. Itadori just starts squaring up, and he's like, "That's it. Let's get it on." He uh. He starts thinking in his. I don't know who's thinking this really. Uh, the whatever's going on in this dude's head, he's like, uh, "It's an idle transformation. Doesn't work on Itadori. Uh, increasing my size by manipulating my soul would make me the size bigger size for his target." I, is that Mahito thinking to himself? Yeah, okay. yeah, Mahito's thinking to himself. Okay, so uh, yeah, after that. Um, He's just, yeah, he's thinking to himself, and uh, they're just, like, squared up, like, kung fu style, like, stanced, like, you know? Yeah, all bullshit aside. Yeah, and then, like, they're about to, like, do their finish, like, Mahito's about to, like, do his finishing blow, try to stab his heart with his bare hands, and uh, right when he does that, uh, while Mahito's fist pierces through the air, Itadori disappears from sight, and, um... That's when, like, we get an explanation uh, about what <laughs> Itadori does next. He does this thing called a knee release, which is an, an ancient-, ancient martial arts technique, mind you. Yeah. IRL. That eliminates the starting movement. Uh, Itadori not only releases his knees, but his hips and shoulders, too, which, excuse me? <laughs> what? Brian, can, you, can you research? Like, so, so so quickly what? what what is this mahito my this need release do they explain that in the reddit that you found it at uh let me see oh it eliminates starting movement like like all right you know if you was to duck down you'd kind of like Ugh, you know what i'm saying kind of <laughs> throw yourself down it just kind of you just kind of melt into the floor it's an ancient art to kind of yeah. drop down really quickly just Helps you do it faster. Yeah. Less input lag. These guys are funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> they probably play Street Fighter or something, man. So from a lower position, he utilizes his mom- uh, utilizes momentum to strike with title martial arts, the Manji Kick. Um, they need to even explain their martial arts. That's how crazy Jujutsu Kaisen is. I can't. I haven't seen anything <laughs> about a whole ass knee release thing. But did you find the what the manji cake is about? Is that a yeah? Real? I found the manji cake. It looks fucking dope as fuck. Nice. <laughs> so is, is the other person dead? Like, is he clear? <laughs> is he cleanly dead? Yeah, like, is he, in, the, in the IRL picture, or yeah, because he wrecked. Well, at the place. very least, done for the rest of like that day. Yeah. That kick is fucking nuts. You can't tell? Like, it's not... Was it devastating? Yeah. It doesn't no, look I, like he's actually fighting somebody. He just oh, did no, it no, in no. I'm talking about the picture you found. Didn't, they, didn't you find a picture online? Yeah, no, it was no, just I, a demonstration, though. He didn't use it on anybody, whoever, whatever you found. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not, like, like kicking somebody in the face with that shit. Oh, man. Yeah, but then, like... So Itadori just, like, lays more hands on him. And just, oh, like, Hold man, that. his face looks so crazy. Yeah. yeah. It kicks him in his chest. Yeah. And then he just like knocks him. Like he just kicks him super hard in the gut. And then uh, Mahito has to use his like powers in order to stop himself from falling all the way back. Um, And that and the chapter ends with like Mahito's like, damn. You know, let's move on to the second round. And that's where Jujutsu Kaisen ends. Um. Wow, we this is a lot of fun action. I'm ex- I'm so excited. This is like a fight that was long coming in Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm glad we're finally gonna get it. Honestly, somewhat unsettling though, what? knowing where its rankings are. But you know where what, isn't it doing well? Jujutsu Kaisen. Didn't you tell me it wasn't doing that well? No, I never said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. No, I didn't say that. Probably something else. You said it's not doing that well. I said something else is not doing that well. Mm. Jujutsu Kaisen is getting an anime. I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, sh- okay. All right. All right. So then- Speaking of which, when the anime comes out, I'm very excited. I will watch it because this is... Oh, did you guys see the trailer that came out for it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, a lot of this action is very kinetic and like it. It's a lot of impact drawing. I really like it a lot. It's got the, the scratchy art to it, and I I can't wait to see. I hope they do a good job animating it, because this is pretty fire. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen yeah. is great. That's all I really got to say about it. It's just an action chapter, but it's very fun. Um, you guys want to move on to the next thing, or you guys anything else? No, I'm ready. All right, let us randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. Justice League. Uh, mm. This is Justice League issue fifty three. Uh, it is uh, sort of follow up to Trinity War, kinda. It's a tie into the Death Metal event that's happening now. Um, so, it, and it's following essentially the Martian Manhunters, or as we affectionately call him, John Johns, his mission to uh, get to Perpetua's throne and free the Legion of Doom members that are powering her throne. Um, we. We open with like a little flashback to the first time uh, Dick Grayson as Robin uh, snuck on board to uh, to join Batman on a on a meeting with the Justice League, uh, which is I found kind of weird. I don't know how far back this is, 
But it feels like it's the new 52 era, which is strange because why is Martian Manhunter here and not Cyborg? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I thought that was strange. Did they just eliminate the new 52 from like existence? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> they merged everything, remember? Is that and right? Cyborg's out in, uh, in, in space. I guess. Whatever. I mean, that's true. No, no, this is supposed to be like the very first time they met. So I thought they were like still working off the new 52 history where Cyborg was the guy, but whatever. <laughs> it's a small detail. It's not really that important. Uh, and then we cut to uh, this weird uh, overgrown apocalypse area where uh, it's one of the worlds in the dark multiverse, I imagine. Or is this Earth still? I'm not really sure. Uh, so not- I, no, they're on Earth. They, that that's Earth. Yeah, that's like the normal Earth where the Batman who last took over. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nightwing's just roaming around on the back of this metal horse, uh, because you know metal, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he comes across a uh, detective chimp, who's fighting off a group of, I guess, weird zombified villains and and. With an army of Grundies, an army of Solomon Grundies. Uh, oh, is that what those were? Yeah, I kind of thought. That. <laughs> All right, so those definitely weren't Doomsdays. That's good. No, those are Solomon Grundies. Because then you would have been pissed. My head, like, eh. yeah, you you're scratching your head as Nightwing dispatches a few Doomsdays. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Thank uh, you. I I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, they, they go okay. to Detective Chimp and is like, hey, stop picking on our friend, Detective Chimp. And uh, that's when Hawk Girl comes through and smashes one of them in the face. And, you know, they fight off the Grundies until, like, Detective... The Grundies. Yeah, until Detective Chimp... Which is something Hawk Girl could do, I guess. Yeah, she's got, like, super strength. I mean, one of them is usually really strong, right? Yeah, Hawk Girl's is, but... Hawk Girl's usually strong. Um, yeah, but to beat five... Yeah, anyway... Yeah. Okay. So you know. they're basically walking cool. around, just like, well, our mission is to go stop Perpetual's throne. So I guess we got to find we got to find her throne, and they come across the Hall of Justice that's been destroyed, and uh, that's where they find uh, Lex Luthor. Oh <laughs> shit! In the robe, looking all dusty and old. <laughs> yeah. Pretty gross, actually. Hawkgirl on site. Is like what the fuck are you doing here? This is literally all of your fault. And uh, what's Lex's fucking salute, uh, excuse? He's like, "Yeah, true, but you're gonna have to forgive me, just cause." Because <laughs> I have information. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know this is my fault, and I know that per- I was working for Perpetua, and she chose to. If she hadn't chose the Batman who laughs over me, I would still be trying to dead you guys, but. I would bygones be bygones. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm here now to help you. And he tells the story about how one single Justice League member, by himself, <laughs> decided to fly out to Perpetua's throne, that is guarded by what's known as the fucking Omega Knight, which is this big mech thing. And that man is one of those four giants. And that man was no other than John Johns himself, uh, 
<laughs> the most probably the most incompetent member of the league since this. So they. <laughs> <laughs> so they broke him out of jail, and the first thing he that came to his mind was fear. You know that? Yeah. That was the first thing he was like, "No, we're gonna lose again." Um, you know, like yeah. he knows he's not a dumb person. Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, how? What's?" What's the quickest way to just go ahead and lose and get this over with? So that's what he did. He went alone to the main fortress of Perpetual. Not Batman who laughs, the big boss lady. I mean, I guess you got to respect him for getting right down to business. Let's get this out of the way, folks. I'd love to give him points for that, but you know what? We'll see. It seems that he like made it. I don't know what happened to him. It seemed like he made it past the Omega Knight somehow. And uh, he's like, or maybe the Omega and I didn't bother with him because he knew. Yeah, he's he like, was not a threat. He's like, there's someone coming on the on the horizon. Oh, it's just John Johns. You could go. Oh, it's it's just that fly. That <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you die if there's like a lit match near you? You could go. Uh, don't you always die anyway? Yeah. So John Johns is allowed to uh, somehow gets past the Omega Knight, where he is immediately faced with the Mind Hunter, or as I like to call him, Bat John Johns. So here's what. I, that, all right. So initially, I wanted to say, "Oh man, like it can't get any worse <laughs> for the Man Hunter," but. This is an awesome opportunity. Yeah. Because he's not just fighting anybody. He's, he's fighting another Martian Manhunter. Yeah. But it's not John Johns, though. It's Bruce as John but, Johns. But maybe, yes. It's maybe a better Bruce John, John Johns. John merged and he got the L gene. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why Luther lost. Because he merged with John Johns. Had it been any other Martian, <laughs> he wouldn't be good. <laughs> that's actually was. so true. <laughs> the yeah. only reason it all went downhill as soon as Lex decided to merge with John Johns. Yeah. Oh my god. What if they just kill each other? What if they just take each other out? Like the L gene is so strong that they just like cross each other out. Yeah, that something's gonna then it's gonna they're gonna probably fuse and morph together into a just one big L and it's, they're gonna throw it at the big Titan. And that's how they're gonna get past him and go to the throne room. Yeah, they gotta lose. Spoilers. They gotta lose around him. If they lo- if they manage to lose together so spectacularly that he accidentally takes out the Omega Knight, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, hopefully he just feels so sad and awkward from what he's watching in front of him that he just decides to go away for a little while. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they there you go. Yeah. Um, for the video listeners, it may seem like we're just being unreasonably mean to John. <laughs> That's not my fault, nigga. But because fault. <laughs> but uh, if you um if you go back to our audio logs on iTunes, we do have good footage of us really roasting John Johns when he was at his worst. Uh, if you've been reading Scott Snyder's Justice League run, he makes some pretty crazy dumb calls. Uh, so yeah, some very not cash money decisions, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. For example, he once knocked out Hawk Girl when they were gonna go meet. Lex Luthor, like they were supposed to meet Lex Luthor together. <laughs> they didn't tell Superman that he was there. They were just going to meet him and try to talk some sense in it. Well, John Johns was going to try to talk some sense into him. Hawkgirl was like all supportive. I remember her being like the downest chick on the planet, being like, "This is a stupid idea, but I'm with you." I mean, you know, I'm I'm supporting my man right now, and that got her knocked out. 
<laughs> and then Lex took over. <laughs> then Lex absorbed John Johns. <laughs> <laughs> right after. Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Good times. Good times. So we're not being unreasonably mean to John Johns, I think. <laughs> Honestly. But uh, that was Justice League. It was it was a fine issue as much as we just... Um, I guess, like, this is just kind of an introductory thing. The next issue will probably be, like, the meat of it all uh, concerning, you know, how Nightwing and Hawkgirl and Detective Chimp get into Perpetual's throne. How they take Detective down Chimp? The Chimp! But, he's going to play a big role later. Watch. <laughs> he's going to defeat the Batman who laughs. And What if he becomes Manhattan Chimp? Oh, <laughs> You don't get us. You gonna get us cut off of YouTube, bro. You you reading their files? Because I'm pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen. I, I got the insider. Um, but anyway, that was uh, Justice League 53. You guys ready to move on? Let's do it. Black Clover, Chapter 264: Stirrings of the Strongest. Uh, so last we left off, we pretty much got the rules of this new arc coming. Uh, there, there's a ticking time clock going down. Uh, someone, they're gonna use uh, Yami and Vengeance to open up the gates of hell and release demons into the world because evil. And uh, this is a uh, knocked. I almost forgot his name. He's basically like. He's basically recapping everybody, like their main enemy's powers. Dante has gravity and ba- body magic. Vanica has course warding and blood magic. And uh, yes. And Zenon is uh, has the bone magic and spatial magic. And spatial, yeah, I forgot about that one. He did, well, he was just kind of teleporting out of there and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, he used like the spatial magic to redirect like the Black Bull's attacks. So, he, oh, shit. yeah, he used it That's here cool. and there. It was like very subtle. He didn't really like do anything crazy with it. Um, so basically Noct, uh, reveals is like, Hey, so, um, I can sneak in using my magic, but it won't let me bring in a, bring in a crowd. So I have to choose the individuals who have the highest chance of winning. And Jack the Ripper is like, yeah, you're going to choose the captains, right? Not the main characters, the captains, (laughs) right? (laughs) And Noct is like, yeah, (laughs) sure. I mean, that sounds like the right decision on paper. (laughs) I mean, that was my first thought. Too bad I don't make the decisions. But then maybe I'll just bring <laughs> Gray or someone because Gray is seems to be built up to be like more, more powerful than she she lets on. A magical healer. Yeah. So immediately, Yuno's like, "Let me go, please." <laughs> <laughs> I want to be relevant still. <laughs> please, I want the smoke so bad. And by the way, I'm a prince too. Oh so, yeah. Huh, you gotta take me. Yeah, so basically <laughs> Noct reveals that the guy who went to visit the uh, the uh, Golden Dawn a while back from the Spade Kingdom was one of the resistance forces against the Dark Triad. And uh, he's like, so, he's at your place now, huh? And he's like, who exactly are you? And that's when Yuno's like, I'm a prince, bitch. <laughs> I'm, the sc- I'm the Spade Kingdom prince. And uh, Asta's like, what? My best friend? Uh, Purple rain. Because <laughs> you weren't really just a regular orphan like me. <laughs> you really Damn. are special. Asta can't catch a break. Yeah, Asta's just a guy. 
That's why he's got all these cheating ass magic swords. That's what that's gonna be the big reveal at the end. The devil's gonna be like, Oh yeah, why well, I chose you. Yeah. I've seen your future and knew that it was gonna be a very pitiful one. The most pitiful one. Yeah. He's gonna be and the future so devil from Chainsaw Man. He's like, I wanted to see how you die. Stare into my belly again. It's very weird. I mean I like it. <laughs> I have antlers for eyes. Uh so okay, so you knows like he's he starts like just dropping all of this like anger. He's just like letting it out. He's like the guy in my place was a servant of the old royal family. Uh you know, he's like ever since the elf incident, yo, you guys have been suspicious of Captain Vengeance. And I'm like, Yes. And my master ain't no fucking snitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like you he though. <laughs> my favorite thing is like he's like you've You've all been suspicious of, uh, suspicious of Captain <coughs> Vengeance, and uh, I can't blame you for that. He wasn't able to choose between, you know, his people and the fucking elf that dwelt within his body and got a bunch of people killed. But, you know, still, he's like, even though that he did all that, he's still the nicest and most kind and most reliable captain ever. And I'm like, kind and nice, maybe? Reliable? Ugh. I think you got. I think you lost that one, bro. He's been failing a lot. Yeah. I remember that one time he went against those people and he used the big tree for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that was tree. that one time. Yeah. Meanwhile, speaking of which, we cut to a flashback. He's like, "You want to know how I know he's nice? Because as this guy Zeno was out here just trying to murder <laughs> all of us around to distract him, he was healing us with his giant tree magic." And- Excuses. <laughs> This nigga sound like everybody talking about the Clippers right now, yo. Like, oh, this and that, and that and this, that and all this and that, and 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 that's why, and that's why Master Venge is really lost and is in that situation. Yeah, that's why he and won't I make that. And, and I just have to go out there and die too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he even, like, it feels like he's also making the bad guy, like, worse. He's like, the bad guy even said you should just let your friends die. <laughs> he's like, no, I have, my friends are my dream. <laughs> and like, My oh, friends are my power. Pretty much, which is pretty funny considering you let them almost all die and get possessed by elves an arc ago. Because, like, what happens? All right, so you get smoked, and then what if he's just, like, out of sure pettiness, like, or he had the time, he's like, oh. So now that I got you, all the members you trying. Come on, man! You could just kill them all. Yeah, uh, but you know, complete silliness. Yeah. So he's like that guy. Zenon thinks he killed the entire. I guess that like that's what he did. He thought he succeeded, but he didn't because <laughs> uh, the world tree magic cured everybody. Everybody's bless still alive. You. Yes. Also, bless Thank you, Brian. Um, and Yuno's just like we are the strongest brigade, and I'm like, all right. No, yeah, nah. Black Wolves are. Calm Stop down. Didn't y'all already get smoked in the last tournament? Did yeah. I, did I, am I forgetting? Am I misplacing some information? Nope. <laughs> I mean, you know, is the most prominent member of that group. I don't know anybody from the Golden Dawn. Yeah, they got that, that, that guy with the steel, and he's kind of trash. Yeah, he's just all right. He got beat last time. What is he talking about? Man, yeah. I hate the Golden Dawn. <laughs> yeah, they've been lacking. Yeah, so Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper is like, stop fucking, quit yapping. <laughs> Nobody asked you, <laughs> the little boy, the little boy. Think this shit is a game. 
And then that's when like that sprite spirit that follows around Yuno speaks up and she's just like been charging up this entire time. I'm like, all right, relax, you know, damn. It's like overcompensation. Oh, is that how you get stronger? She's storing her power for that final attack you're gonna use, and that yeah, like like chill. I get it. You know's a badass. I get it. Um, and and she's a wild sundaray. Yeah, she's a wild sundaray. So Noct is like, all right, I don't hate you. (laughs) So I'll bring you along, and uh, basically the shonen protagonists come together and be like, let's be rivals together. Um, which I like, I mean, you know, for as much, for as close as like Asta and, you know, are, we don't have a lot of scenes of them actually being friends outside of them being like, I'm going to be the wizard King. No, I'm going to be the wizard King. No, I'm going to be the wizard King. So hopefully they get more. And now they're going to work together. God, I, I bet they get into an argument about who's going to be the Wizard King. One of them should be the Wizard King and the other should be the Hokage. <laughs> One of them's going to be the Spade. That's what's going to take you know out of the running is that like, well, I got to be a king now for the Spade Kingdom or whatever. Mm. So I can't be Wizard GG. <laughs> All right. So that's when Noct reveals is like, well... The entire triad left the castle, so I was able to do some pretty wild shit while I was over there. So, <laughs> I should set us up. <laughs> you said I was able to act rather dramatically in the spade game. Rather dramatically. <laughs> Yo, Whatever what if, the fuck that means, guy. <laughs> he probably just went off for a hot minute, and then he's like, all right, I could go back. Uh, and he reveals that Vanica may have attacked the Heart Kingdom, which I thought they knew. But I guess that makes oh. sense that they wouldn't. Because um, they, they weren't in the Heart Kingdom, right? Like Austin, them? No, they were by the black. black no, they were just quarter. training. They yeah. got attacked while they were training. Yeah. Um, and that's when we cut over to Noel, who has woken up amongst the elves, and that's that's pretty exciting. <laughs> the elves are back. I mean, we knew they'd be back, uh, but they're back. Uh, yeah, I actually like that twist a lot. I think it's uh going to bring some variety to the fighting. Um, not everybody can train with Noct, and it's interesting that Noelle in particular went, you know, she's kind of like... Is that the, uh, was that the main guy that they fought against? Yes, it's was leaked. It it's leaked. Yeah. Raya, uh, uh, I should know this guy, Veto, and the fire... Yeah, Veto's the guy with the, that could mirror the yeah, element, right? No, he's beast, like he's beast magic. Huh? He's beast magic. He, oh. This guy's not leaked. He's pet. He's uh, Petra. Uh, Petri, Petri, Petra. He's not the main guy. No, he's not. Leech is Le- dead. Ling Leech died. Yeah, Le- yeah, leaked is dead. This guy is pet- Petra, something like that. And that's where Black Clover ends. Uh, some interesting stuff. We jested about like you know whatever, but I'm here. For, I'm actually you know it. Black Clover is kind of growing on me. I'm starting to see. Like the forest for the trees in terms of black clover. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Noel's training is going to be interesting. I guess like this is the first time we're going to see like human magic and elf magic combined, which is cool. I I wouldn't be surprised if they also come to help the invasion of the Spade Kingdom. So they're like the Sand Village in Naruto. Remember like when uh, they were fighting against the Sound Five, and then that's when Gara and Konkuro and everybody showed up. I'm excited about that. Josh? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were frozen again. No, no, no. Yeah, you're like still. <laughs> but um, that's all I got to say. You guys uh, ready to move? Yeah. Whatever happened to sound jutsu? Only three dudes knew that. <laughs> Give it to more people. It was pretty fucking cool. I'm going to flick my wristband and it'll it'll make you deaf for a minute. So, yeah, I I Madara would have lost to that. Who? Madara. Nah, never. Sound jutsu. Sound jutsu. Beating a a a a a proud member of the Uchiha squad. <laughs> what kind of crack you been smoking, my girl? <laughs> All right, let us randomize. Oh, oh shit! Batman. This is Batman issue 99. We're almost at 100, you guys. We fucking did it. This is Batman. Bro, what? <laughs> you wouldn't even have to read this. Like, if you if you didn't read this issue and then you looked at the last page, you'd be like, yeah, it was worth buying this, this comic book. <laughs> I agree. Um, That's the way I see it. Let's get into it. Joker War number part three. Last we left off, Batman got his shit together. And he has called the entire squad. Let's get let's get it popping. Uh, we open up at Gotham Midtown where the Joker enters his tricked out limousine, and uh, he starts, you know, waxing poetic about Gotham and what Gotham really is. And he's like, Gotham used to be this cool, extreme place, edgy as hell. And, you know, it wanted to be edgy, but then Batman came in, and he denied it of its edginess because he's Batman. <laughs> He turned it from. And he wanted to be the supreme king edgelord of it all and <laughs> suck it all out the city and just put it in him. Which is what <laughs> yeah. happened. I wanted. He wanted to be king edgelord and take all the edgelord out of everybody. He turned us into cartoons. <clears throat> There's a man literally named a penguin, for God's sake. <laughs> and he looks like a penguin. Yeah. Uh, we get Penguins, cats, and. Yeah. We get weirdos to- with question marks. We get a two-page spread of what Gotham looks like now. Really well drawn, honestly. Um, again, George Jimenez, fucking awesome. Uh, and, you know, his big poetic speech is over. I found it a little bit weird and pretentious, but it's not the worst thing. <laughs> it's like, uh, I get it. <laughs> it's not edgy enough for you, Joker. So um, he pulls up to Ace Chemical, and uh, he's on the phone with Punchline, and Punchline's like, they got me, you know? They they kicked my ass. And he's like, cool, this is all according to the plan, you know? Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. No way I thought you was going to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put you, uh, college per- a college student, against Batman? <laughs> <laughs> like, you literally got into the game just now, and you thought you were going to take down one of the most proficient martial artists on the planet? Like you got to jump on hard, you shorty. Relax. Yo, you're a chemistry, <laughs> you're a chemistry major, and you didn't even finish. Calm down. So, Joker is yeah. just in his in Ace Chemicals, shooting his his uh, his henchmen as Joker does. You know, very shonen villain of him. I'm sure nobody works for him on purpose. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> really. Well, he finds insane They're people. All you know, they're all slaves, probably, or drunks. It's a combination of like just. Crazy people, people he's got forcibly working for him and other stuff. So he yeah. just kills everyone. Their only salvation is through the punch, the punches and kicks of various bat family members. Yeah. If they're lucky enough to get beat up and then 
put in jail. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> says you pray for for Batman. Oh my god, Batman! Please <laughs> give me CTE so the Joker just doesn't want to work with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they put me in the soft prison. <laughs> That's the soft, like a skull damage, the PTSD from the darkness. Yeah. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Batman links up with his squad. Damien's missing for some th- some reason. Did they mention that like Damien's not around? Bro, he's with the Teen Titans. That's a very big deal. That's true. He didn't watch the show growing up. Red Robin's yeah, right. with the, I'll never let me stop. Red Robin's with huh? the, with Young Justice and he made it. Is he with you? Oh yeah, you're right. Dick Grayson mm. lost his memory for like the last year and he's there. He just got it back. Yeah, that that kind of just happened. Yeah, that's, okay, that's no, why he has that weird suit on. To be okay. fair, there's been like a whole year long arc in the Nightwing books that I did not read because I'm not interested in that story. Uh, where. Dick Grayson lost his memories and he went by Rick Grayson. And once they said that, I was like, I'm out. I am not reading the adventures of Rick. <laughs> Did he Rick. become a super spy again? No. He just became a guy oh, in Bloodhaven. Rick, Rick Grayson. Yeah. I'm not I'm like, all right, come on, try. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Give it give it a little whirl before you give me Rick Grayson. Um so basically he he explains that like What's happening in like in the detective comics tie-in? Batwoman and the GCPD uh, just stormed the Wayne Industries and uh, rescued Lucius Fox. Um, so no need to read that. Thank you very much, Batman. Um, he's like, I need you guys to go split up and do Batman stuff. Pretty much, um, you 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 stop bad people, various bad people, around, uh, Joker people around the streets clowns yeah and he's Eat like all that yeah and he's like what are you gonna do batman and he's like i'm gonna go to ace chemical because that's where the joker is and harley quinn is like cool i'm going with you because i'm gonna fucking finally shoot joker in the head like he deserves and uh everybody's like no harley you can't go and he's like no he's like i'm not one of your family you can't just tell me what to do uh, yeah i just pulled up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, i saved batman <laughs> uh so yeah, they split up. They do the thing. Batman brought uh, Nightwing's suit, which was nice. Uh, Thank goodness, man. Remember this? Remember this, Rick? Remember who you used to be, Rick? Uh, so- like Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Like, it's so weird because I had no idea all that has happened. So that was all from the KGB shooting him in the head? Yeah. That was what that was all yeah, about. When the K- <laughs> that's when the KGB shot him in the head and then he lost his memories from there. I, I'm convinced that they did that just to, just to sell the book. Probably. And then it was like, well, well I which guess is we'll weird. some type of spinoff story about it. Which is weird because I liked the Nightwing book. I was reading it. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was like one of the ones we don't cover on here, but I was reading it casually. Um, it was a good mm. book. It was one of the rebirth titles that lasted. Up when he time. was, when he was Rick. No, I didn't read the Rick storyline. <laughs> that's what Rick I'm saying. Grayson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's around when I stopped. When he's, <laughs> that's when I was like, all right, I think I'm done here. Did Rick. they call him Rightwing when he was Rick? <laughs> no, he didn't go by Nightwing <laughs> at all. He just went by Rick. And I think he trained a group of vigilantes in Bloodhaven, and that was the story. But I could be wrong. Um, but in any case. He's Nightwing again. That's good. At least I may pick up the Nightwing books again. Maybe. I don't know. 
Um, but meanwhile, uh, the C- Catwoman, Riddler, and the Penguin all pull up to uh, the Underbroker's headquarters and is like, we're going to do a heist that's going to take place in Catwoman number 25. Uh, I read True. that. I was like, that's pretty interesting. I'd probably read that. I like that concept. These three characters doing a heist. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the classic villains. They just need Mr. Freeze to pull up. Yeah, that'd be cool if Mr. Freeze pulled up. I mean, he's around, right? I think they just beat him before, like, during the year of the villain stuff. So, like, he's probably he's not going to show up anytime soon, I guess. Oh. Uh, um, so, yeah, Batman arrives at Ace Chemical. They decided to, I guess, like, emphasize this page for some reason. But it's well drawn. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and another full <laughs> splash page of Batman just walking looking cool. He's like, I'm going to fuck shit up. And uh, as he's walking towards yeah, the Yeah, super high death picture. Like, is this supposed to be a poster or something? Yeah, it's two splash pages mm-hmm. in a row of I'm him ready just to looking beat cool. somebody down to the fucking Look ground. Look at these muscles, dude. I'm pole. here to ruin someone's life. Disconfigure your face forever. I'm going to do that How thing. How often does Batman work out? All... How does he find the time? Well, every time he's not doing this. Well, in theory, Lucius Fox is his CEO, so he doesn't really have to work. So he could spend his days just P90Xing all day. Uh, all day while he's like researching stuff. Like he's never just sitting there yeah. doing research. Whenever you see that, that's in the frame while he sat down to look for something real quick. Because if it was like in real life, yeah. it would keep going. And he would get right back up and start. <laughs> no, you know he how like for himself now since... Since Alfred, there. yeah, could you I imagine so. Batman going to the grocery store? Yeah, uh, Alfred was his only like help, so he was just like, Oh man, he didn't teach me how to make his eggs. He was running down that mountain every day to get every, every single item from the store, and he wouldn't get like a whole bunch at a time. He would go down there for the toothpaste, then the toothbrush. Who's gonna make my protein shakes? <laughs> So yeah, Batman pulls up. He gets shot. It, like s- someone uh, shoots at his leg, and it seems that Harley Quinn just like shot. You could have just called his name. <laughs> My favorite thing is that Batman just turns around and goes, "What?" After getting grazed, <laughs> no problem. Oh yeah, he got a shot in He's the arm. So used to it, I didn't even notice that he got sh- grazed in the arm by a bullet. And he was like, "What? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I'm in the middle of a thing." And it's Harley Quinn just shooting just to get his attention because that's how people get attention here in Gotham. Just, yeah. Um, Especially now. Yeah. And so Harley Quinn's like, yeah, I never said I wasn't going to come here and kill the Joker. You're going to have to let me do that. And he's like, you know, we can't let that happen. And Harley's like, why the fuck not at this point? Like, even if you beat him now, like he, all the shit he's done. If you beat him now, he's just gonna have to. He's just gonna come back and be worse. You're right. Like he's gonna. Like how do you get worse than this? What's next? Like what are you gonna subject these people to? And Batman's just looking at her like. He's like, I know you have your weird code, I but know. <laughs> make an exception at this point. And I'm like, this is a rough argument to. It's it's a rough thing to argue in the middle of what's happening currently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. So he's like, well, I know that I can't fight you because you'll kick my ass because you're Batman. But if he kills you, I'm killing him. That's it. It's over. I'm just going to be right here. I'm going to just shoot him in the mouth. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's still like, no. No. <laughs> like, but you can't even stop me. After. No. <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> 
You're not allowed to, and that's that. And <laughs> I know you won't. And I know you'll listen to me. He's gonna call the bad family. He's like, I'm dead. Guys. Is he coming for the counter argument for that? His, or is his, it just no? Yeah, his current no, argument is simply it. just there's no. No, there's no no if ands or buts about that one. Yeah, he's like, well, if you want to stop, he me, will survive and he will kill more people. Yeah, <laughs> and man, I gotta respect Harley a little bit because, like, man, if you don't want me to do this, you're just gonna have to stop me right here. You're gonna have to like break my legs or something because there's nothing that's gonna stop me from putting a bullet in this dude's head. <laughs> and Batman's just like, mm. and then he turns around and walks inside. And um, as he's walking in, that's when a zombified version of Alfred pulls up. He's like, I dug up his body, Bruce. Check that out. <laughs> it Doesn't this freak you out? Is that really what the Joker did? Yeah, the Joker's been like exhuming bodies and zombifying That's so them. light at this point, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> but that's kind of fucked up, Bruce? isn't it? <laughs> Why you? Why did you even leave his body out in the regular yard? Like, why do you think anybody would respect that, bro? They don't give a fuck about you, nigga. So, for whatever reason, Batman's Batman's shocked, as if he didn't just spend a whole issue talking to Ghost Alfred. Yeah, like everything's all that too, that too, and I'm like, you should be okay with this. He should have looked at him and been like, and I don't care, Joker. But you see when he turned around, yeah, behind. That- yeah, he's like, oh, you think that was bad? Well, turn around, Batman. I have your new and improved suit on. So it's Batman in a Batman suit. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah. And he wrote all over it and stuff. Wow. Yeah, he vandalized his cool new peace suit. Oh. So it's Batman versus a uh, more rich and powerful Batman. Um, uh, I'm into it. <laughs> First things first, I do like this page, this page rules. I do like it a lot. But the idea of Batman of Joker hijacking a Batman suit, I don't think I've ever seen before. So that's yeah, at least different. No. Uh, this issue is very well drawn. That right after directly having a conversation about why they should kill the Joker, Batman goes in and he's literally doing everything that's fucking terrible, like the worst shit you could possibly oh, do to somebody. <laughs> Oh, look, I got your best to father figure. Also, I stole your shit. <laughs> I did that. Uh, uh, I killed all those people. I got the movie that your parents got killed too. Oh, man. Like, come on. Batman's the more that he does Batman, just makes please. Batman look stupider and stupider. Yeah. Yeah. Joker just keeps testing him. Like, Batman's outside talking to Harley, like, no. We can still. We don't need to take the. We gotta take the high road, Harley. We can't just go off killing people. If we kill Joker, who else? I mean, you know, we could justifiably kill everyone else. So I'm just gonna go in, do my Batman thing. He walks in. Alfred's just there. He's like, <laughs> okay, all right, this isn't so bad, you know. I mean, I've already passed this. And then he turns around. He's like, fuck my new Batman suit. <laughs> I spent so much money on it. <laughs> now you have it. <laughs> You've got a dirty too. You drew a smile on it. You fucking edge lord. You know, but uh, these are good. By the way, you might get a weird call from the bank. (laughs) Yeah, he stole all his money too. (laughs) I bought a couple things on it. I forgot about that. Is that he stole all his money and dug up his dead father figure at the house? Oh, Bruce Wayne, why are you buying a bunch of clown makeup? You bought a bunch of acid, Bruce Wayne. What's going on? 
I do like it though. This is a this is a very this is very worth it. Uh, there's been a lot of built up to this moment. I got it. I guess we'll have to see how this concludes. Really, I mean, you kind of write yourself into a corner where Batman's gonna have to make a call now, and if he doesn't kill the Joker, it's gonna be like weird at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> since you but didn't we already see what happens if Batman kills the Joker? Yeah, someone else has to do it so that he doesn't absorb. The toxic. As long as somebody yeah. else absorbs it and it's not fucking Batman, then they should be fine. You're absolutely right, Josh. I thought of that earlier. Is like the reason. There's another reason that Batman doesn't kill Joker, and that every other alternate reality in which he kills the Joker, it the world is worse for it. All the time. Any reality yeah. where Joker is killed by a superhero, it's worse. Like the Injustice universe. Yeah. The the Dark Knight's metal universe, like all that shit. Mm. You just got to keep this fucker alive, or the universe implodes on itself. So it's kind of it's kind of bum it, it kind of bums me out. Flashpoint Joker was nowhere to be found. That's true. He was. But it would be cool if Batman would explain that, so that's like an actual thing that well, he's, he's thinking about. To be fair, he doesn't know that really. Like that's just us. We can what we gather as an audience is what we see is that he's it has a track record of not working out. So. You know, in theory, if he kills the Joker, they could just make the world worse. And that could be the ultimate consequence of killing the Joker. But uh, I don't know. This is, uh, this is a good issue for me. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't have anything else to say. Do you guys want to move on? All right. Let us randomize. <laughs> Dr. Stone. Uh this is Dr. Stone, chapter 165, Know the Rules, Make the Rules. More dogfighting <laughs> is what this chapter is. Um, essentially, Stanley, after realizing that they got a gun on him, he starts jinking his plane, which means, which I guess is like an airplane hmm. term, uh, like a pilot term for just causing your plane to go out of control so people won't shoot you, so you, they won't get a good aim. And um, Jinking. And Ryusui is like, Oh man, I won't be able to get a good shot with this dumb pea shooter I brought on board. What happened to the science, bro? <laughs> I mean, it's not over yet. <laughs> that's oh, okay, okay, that's pretty much what okay. happens. Is essentially like, okay, so apparently the samurai dude that they found, he's just being particularly vigilant right now. He's like wa- keeping watch over the Perseus, but what he can't see is that underwater, uh, Zeno and his squad built a fucking submarine. And I did guess, the most, the absolute most. Yeah, they did a lot that they could do. Blowing up, blowing anything that Senku Ishigami has done so far, for sure. I like how they except have, for like making soda, that was pretty lit. I was pretty lit. They did make Coca Cola and the ramen and the ramen. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I like how the manga had the need to tell us that at the tip of the torpedo it says bomb. If you notice that. No, I did not. <laughs> it's like in, ca- <laughs> in case you guys get lost, this is a bomb right here. Um, yeah. So I think super sciencey about that. This bomb. So yeah, they attack like uh, Zeno's forces attack the, the Perseus. Uh, their warriors are no match for these guys up top. So they capture pretty much everyone on the Perseus. Um, meanwhile, on in the sky, uh, Senku whips up a fucking a- a- acetane. Acetylene, sorry. Yeah. Acetylene bomb and just like drop some bombs. They get the high ground on him. 
on uh on Stanley and drop some bombs on him. Meanwhile, the the ground warriors take down uh Zeno's forces. Um fun chapter. Uh I had a good time. It was a bunch of action, a lot of science stuff. Uh we technically tend to kind of trust Dr. Stone at this point and be like, "Uh we don't need this explained to us right now. <laughs> we we believe you." Um but yeah, that was Dr. Stone. Had a good time reading it. Uh, anything you guys want to bring up before we go? Oh, all their heavy hitters is... Most of their heavy hitters are um, elsewhere right now. Yeah, they're online. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... Juking. Juking. All right. Let us run. Oh, wait. Let me get set first. But, uh, Brian, do you want to you say something about Dr. Stone while I get set up for the next thing? Man... Dr. Stone is just fantastic. All right. Your opinions are done now. <laughs> you no speak no more. It's time to randomize. The X-Books, starting with Hellions number four. Whew, okay. And this is going to be a lot, so bear with us. We have four X-Books this week, starting with Hellions. It's here. let me drink some water alright let's get it last we left off with Hellions the all villain squad known as the Hellions have uh, gone to one of Mr. Sinister's old labs to retrieve his uh, clones of the legacy Marauders which the Marauders were originally a villain group uh, that were refashioned into Kitty Pryde's team but uh, there are clones of them hidden in Mr. S- one of Mr. Sinister's labs. And it turns out that Madeline, whatever her last name is. Uh, Pryor? Yeah, I guess Madeline Pryor. Uh, she is a clone of Jean Grey. And she has been using these clones to uh, raise an army to take to Krakoa. Which, I guess, because they technically can enter a Krakoan gate because they're mutants. So as revenge for not being invited on board the new Krakoan initiative, uh, she's going to just bring hell upon their doorstep. Uh, and yeah. And oh, we got, go I mean, it. just, just so people understand, like, you know, she's not just simply the clone of Jean Grey. There's a lot of back history about yes. her and, you know, being an ex lover of havoc and Cyclops as well. I'm mm-hmm. sure they mentioned that earlier, but, um, yeah. she, she also played a major hand, like, like you see how, she, like you know, she she could come like commune with like demons and and hell and all of that. So she, she it's more than just like her her normal mutant ability. She's she's a whole another level of, right. of of power. So there's a reason she wasn't invited. Aside, I, I think it was more so even than her just being a clone. Like, no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more at the end of that. Okay. I think it'll be more appropriate. Okay. So, uh, one of them, one of the mutant, Hellions mutants, I'm sorry, uh, it's going to take me a while to get used to these names because there are a lot of them, actually. This is, <laughs> they're like so many people on this team. Uh, Grey Crow is his name. Yeah, uh, Grey Crow. He, Brian, can you look up hey, Grey Crow's powers real quick? I'm going to probably list them as we go, just so I know, because, forgive me, but I don't really know these characters that well. Um, Greg Greg Crow is getting eaten by one of his former team members. I think he was one of the Legacy Marauders. Um, yeah, and he's just getting eaten alive. 
Nanny is here. Like they 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 were kicking her ass down below. Oh, Brian, you found it. Yeah. Uh Gray Crow is a techno tr- techno formation. That's his power. Mm. The oh. mutant power to manipulate mechanical com- components, assembling them into a variety of different configurations by modifying their shape and construction. Okay, that makes sense. Like because various he, like, different guns and probably yeah. like jetpacks and shit like that. Okay, so yeah. not like a metal manipulator like, like Magneto. Oh, that as well. Yeah, cool. he also has the human factor, yeah. I remember that like he put, like in this issue, he takes off a piece of his arm and turns it into a gun, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the nanny is down there and she's getting ripped apart. I I was surprised to find out that she's like human, it seems. I thought she was like full robot. But uh, I guess. Oh, you mean like she's a yeah, yeah, a, yeah, 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 bio biological person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know she's about to get ripped apart, but that's when Wild Child and Psy- Psylocke show up and start kicking ass, killing zombies. It's pretty cool. Um, they Quanan, can see... what's her name? Uh, Quanan, 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 Quanan. I just found out about that actually not too long ago. That should yeah. be really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another time, another time. Okay. So uh yeah, she frees wild uh she frees uh Grey Crow and uh one of the zombies starts to regain her sentience because uh as um as Madeline is uh resurrecting more of these clones, her psychic hold on these de- on these zombies uh, is fading more and more. Uh so they're just like, All right, well, I'm gonna finish this. Uh, Grey Crow's like, you guys get out of here. I'm just going to take all this shit down and finish this and free my people from being a zombie. So um, the rest of the Hellions escape. Meanwhile, Grey Crow just starts killing all these zombies. Uh, Which is kind of rough because he has to, you know, just as these zombies, these zombie clones are starting to like regain their their sentience, he just has to bland them because, you know, they're done. Yeah, and not only are they done, they could probably be revived anyway. It's not yes. like all of these Marauders were clones, right? They were right. just bad guys. That yeah, got I mean, these are all technically confirmed dead mutants, and Krakoa wants all of them, even villains. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. So back at Madeline, they had to get clapped. Yeah. yeah, Madeline's like talking to Havoc now, and she's like, "You get what I'm doing here, right? <laughs> I'm not such a bad guy, right? I'm not wiling." And, she, and Havoc's like, "No." No, you're I not. I guess not. Uh, Which is weird. I don't know. I don't know if he's dead ass about this or if he's just going along with it. I don't know. I think like he he feels something for her because they were together at one point. So he's like not mad at it. <laughs> I guess like he's glad to see her again. Um. So you know, he's like. I mean, you know. Yeah, and she's like reading his mind. She's like, "Wow, something happened to you. What happened to you?" And just as she's like kind of connecting to Havoc, that's when um, Grey Crow comes through and just shoots her in the heart. Uh, and uh, Havoc's like, no, not again. Damn. Uh, and knife uh, ass real quick. Yeah. And uh, Madeline's like, never forget me. And she dies. And uh, Havoc just goes berserk. Starts destroying everything with his powers. Grey Crow's like, oh, fuck. And he runs out as well uh, as everything's getting destroyed from the outside. Uh, 
There's a little scene Dude, before. All, all of the summer guys, all, like all the guys from the summer family, are like all like super high energy based, aren't they? Yeah. Like Vulcan, Cyclops, and this is the guy. Is that their thing? Yeah, they're all strong. Energy. Yeah, energy based. Um, I noticed that there's a, this this kind of the scene that I skipped over that's going to be important for the end of this is um, Nanny finds that there's this like waste management office where she finds the uh, the the rejected clones of Hellions of uh, of the legacy marauders that he didn't want and he yeah. just throws them away and she feels some type of way about that. <laughs> but um, anyway, everybody gets out okay. Havoc even survives him as the house comes down on him and he's like, wait, what what happened? He doesn't seem to have any memory of him going berserk. So they all just kind of share a laugh about how crazy they are, you know? Okay. Uh, and uh, we get a big informational page, which is basically like a post-mission report. Like Psylocke is required to kind of um, report the team's progress because this is in theory supposed to be a therapeutic uh, exercise for these mutants, like kind of um, uh recovery type of deal, you know? Um trying to get them to a better place psychologically um the, overall they find it kind of like okay you know like they it went well nobody went crazy there were no human casualties outside of empath but he was a dick and we all knew that someone would probably shoot him in the mouth <laughs> yeah like it's like it wasn't so there's anything uh, surprising there so you know i think we're doing okay <laughs> on that um yeah, but there might be something deeper wrong with Havoc because uh, he 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 has these fits where he loses his like temper and he just doesn't remember that he does it. So that's something they have to keep an eye on. Uh, we get a couple of little epilogue moments where uh, they reveal that yeah, the uh, the rest of the Legacy Marauders are on the docket to be resurrected at some point. But uh, after that, this guy wants nothing to do with them. He's like, you know what? It's over. That's part of my past. I just wanted them to be alive and have a shot. Outside of that, it's none of my business. Um, mm-hmm. There's a moment with Cy- uh, with Cyclops and uh, Havoc. Cyclops, and the reason is that there was an argument to be made whether Madeline should be resurrected or not. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether she was just a clone of Jean Grey or considered her own mutant, her own person. And ultimately, the Quiet Council decided that she wasn't and she was not going to be resurrected, which makes Havoc very, very sad boy. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Mr. Sinister is just watching Havoc cry over his lost love. And he's like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Like Pegasus. Yeah, I, <laughs> I picture him with the voice of Pegasus, just like, ooh, this shit never gets old. You know? <laughs> And uh, that's when the nanny shows up and she's like, hey, uh, I saw your weird fucking lab where you threw away living beings. I saw what you did. Sneaked up on his ass. Yeah, this was really funny. (laughs) This was a really funny moment because I kind of saw it in my head because he's like, I saw what you did. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) I didn't see you there. Uh, So, yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to kill you someday for what you did. I'm not cool with... uh, with your vibe right now. And that's where Hellions ends. Um, I actually really like the conclusion of this. Uh, Hellions kind of won me over a little bit here. I thought I thought it, it was like an average book up to this point. I like the dynamic. Yeah. It has some good potential. Uh, you wanted to mention something. At the I think there's the- a lot of. Oh, um, no. Yeah. About the clone situation that 
more of a philosophical, uh, this, uh, you know, decision about whether you're going to allow, you know, a clone to be revived. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what kind of makes you think what, what, what registers as, as someone being themselves, you know, mm-hmm. even if you have somebody with the same complete genetic makeup as you, if they had different experiences and met different people and did different things. Are they, are they not someone else? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, have they not earned that right to live? Especially if you're going to give that right. Cause it ha- it's not about her history because apocalypse has done much worse. Mm-hmm. So as sinister himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of shy that's going on. I'm sure Madeline probably, I'm sure they're not stupid. And there's again, you know, the same way with, um, Maria Tiger not wanting any uh any uh clairvoyance. Yeah. Um and on an island clones. maybe there's something like yeah, Madeline Pryor cannot be here. No clones. I think no, it has a lot to do no. with the house with, with the with the devil stuff. Yeah. No no clones, no empaths, I guess is the is the line. Um yeah, I don't get it either. I guess like that is something to be explored in this Hellions book. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, but we'll see as uh, we move on to our next book, Excalibur number 12. Mm. Oh, boy. All right. So Explanation time. Here we go. Last time on Excalibur, um, this whole mission has been to establish a permanent gate into uh, Camelot, a.k.a. Otherworld, and uh, specifically into the Citadel where... Uh, Saturn, Saturnine, I think her name Saturnine. is. Saturnine. Saturnine uh, kind of resides and watches over and is kind of like the keeper, I guess, of the Captain Britain powers and lore. You know, she's kind of like the the guardians in a way, like from the Green Lantern Corps. She's like kind of the big boss. And then there's a Captain Britain. Um, yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm not very familiar with the Captain Britain lore, but I, that's a, how I understand it. Um and in the in, in this whole complicated mess, uh, there are these people called the Eternals, uh, not the Eternals, sorry, uh, the uh, Externals, um, which we meet right now as Apocalypse has gathered them all together to basically be like, all right, so I brought you guys together so you can all sacrifice yourselves for the greater good. And they're like, what? <laughs> Why? What? what? Hmm? Nigga, what? <laughs> Excuse? Which is funny because he's like, yeah, I mean, it's literally what I was talking about. I mean, Don't be no. surprised. I just mentioned it that um, we all we all die and just come back. Yeah, and we keep doing it, but this time you're gonna die and then come back differently. Yeah, you won't I mean, come back and you'll be powering up this thing I have. Yeah, you're gonna be. You'll still be around and stuff. Yeah, you're just gonna be a, a gate, essentially. Huh. So, you know. Be happy with Here. that. Uh, we get this little explanation page about the externals, which is helpful. Um, we It, it kind of covers what we already knew, but it's nice to get it like kind of all on one page. Uh, the High Lords are kind of like, you know, they're Apocalypse's breed of mutant. They're like the second generation. Uh, I guess you can yeah. argue that there's like kind of a quirk uh, singularity thing happening in the X-Men where these guys are considered like before, like the X-Men before in that where their powers are run in a different way than the mutants that exist today. 
you know, they're, and because of, they have like extra magic help, they are mortal. They, they can die, but they can come back uh, in a few years in a different form and they can kind of communicate wherever they can just talk to each other. They can con- converge wherever they want. Uh, they're a squad, you know? Uh, and that's, a, did I miss anything, Josh? Is that all? No, I mean, that's, that's good enough. I think to, they're all, you know, like you said, they're all linked up there. That was key. What you said they're from that second generation of mutants where the, the X-Men we know of now, I guess, consider the third generation. So yeah, something right. like that. Um, so meanwhile, Richter walked into an unfinished gate and he's just basically in hell. Just like, where am I? And somehow he just emerges <laughs> where the Eternals are in Krakoa. I, for, I don't know how. I think he just uses his powers somehow. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, his... his... Yeah, it's really weird. I don't understand how he was able to teleport there. Yeah, this is from where the I, unfinished gate. This is where I get a little confused. I think that the art is kind of like confusing in a little bit because Apocalypse just starts blasting, and then all of a sudden somebody's dead on the ground. Was it Apocalypse? Was it Richter? I don't know. Um, and one of these external dudes starts to get tight. He's like, "You know what? Fuck you, man. <laughs> we didn't sign up for this shit," and started to attack. <laughs> And then Apocalypse is like, no, to my side, Richter, Gideon, Selene. And they just like squat <laughs> up with Apocalypse and they protect him. And then, you know, they turn, they, they summon this dragon thing. It's a weird action scene, honestly. Uh, it doesn't yeah. flow super well, I think. Um, but then Richter uses his like his powers to just kill three of them, dead them. He, he magma bends, essentially. Uh and he kills like three of the externals. So, and what what happens when some of these externals die is that their powers uh, are divided amongst the remaining externals that are alive right now. But one of their powers does not come through, and uh, it is um, what's this girl's name? Shit. Well, Absalom survives. This bone dude, he survives. But um, what's it, what's this girl's name? Kendra. This girl, Kendra, oh, yeah. her her energy does not disperse because these guys also have the ability, among their many abilities, to just kind of store their beings into these gems. And Kendra did that a long time ago. So her gem was being held in Otherworld where Gambit found it. And now Gambit is just walking around with Kendra's stone. And as they're walking around with his girlfriend, Rogue, he's talking to, his, to Kendra, who was apparently his girlfriend at one point or they were together in some capacity and she's like hey so uh i'm like dead or something my soul's in this gem and you need to keep it away from apocalypse and he's like i don't want to do anything for anybody i'm just here to be the difficult one on the team (laughs) just i'm just mad but i'm also okay i'm just chilling with my girl yeah (laughs) i mean it's it's actually understandable seeing that they're from krakow and at this point they don't really need or want for nothing Mm -hmm. they're just tired of the bullshit yeah so he's probably just like man they they know they know her i guess they she's like you know she's she's been an x-men villain i'm i'm guessing yeah at some point yeah i don't remember but yeah so because he noticed that but I guess that's why he's being difficult because he's like, I don't care. 
<laughs> have no stakes in any of this shit, bro. Yeah. If you if you ask me, this whole thing is dumb. This whole thing is uh, un- annoying. Um. So I guess like Saturday, Saturday, and um, and uh, Captain Britain, I'm gonna call her Betsy. Uh, is is basically just like talking about, you know. You're. I don't want you to be Captain Britain. She's like, I'm the only one you've gotten. Like, I know. So I guess you're just gonna. Ha- we're gonna have to work together, essentially. And uh, back at uh, Krakoa, <laughs> apocalypse is tight. He says she tricked us, mm-hmm. cowardly witch. Cowardly witch. And uh, yo, they finally addressed the Captain Britain shit with the with the rest of the. Uh... Members, remember when they shattered reality? Yeah. This is just so kind of up in the air. I'm going to have to read Excalibur again. That's just the only... I'm going to have to read it issue through issue painstakingly. Yeah. And just to get an idea of what the fuck is going on, man. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, man, we can't just... Weird. These are... We can't just be creating Captain Britons everywhere. So I guess we're just going to have to work together on this one. If the alternative is you just creating alternate realities everywhere, we can't have that. So, yeah, Apocalypse gets tight, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'll do it myself. I'll use my power to open up a a gate to the other world until I could get Conjure's power or Conjure's gem. And, um, yeah, that's basically, like, at that point, Apocalypse is able to communicate with them in Otherworld. And he's like, Captain Britain... I feel Condra there with you. <laughs> Send her over to me. I need it. <laughs> Pass that now. <laughs> Yo, this is mad janky. <laughs> uh, pass me the rock. Condra's <laughs> uh, like, don't do, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And Gamut's like, here you go, Apocalypse. He just throws it through. And then Apocalypse is like, yeah. <laughs> Victory is ours, and using uh Condra's gem, uh she creates uh the uh apocalypse creates the uh gate, the eternal gate to um to other world, and that's where the issue le- leaves off. Uh, I'm trying my best to kind of comprehend all this Excalibur stuff. This isn't this is where I feel. I don't know what lost. this is over here. What, what is, is going? I can't see the blast from this. Is that the Okay, they're making the, they're trying to make a huge gate that could go from the other world to yeah. you know Krakow or like a or permanent gate to these gems are. a permanent gate to other world that one that uh, they can't destroy, which is what happened last time. Like um, that, uh, Madam Lady, the the person they fought in the first arc, she destroyed their Krakoan portal to the other world. So they're trying to make one that's like completely sturdy using the powers of the externals, which is what I grasp. Um, and this is what this gate is. Like now, no matter what, they can't destroy this gate. They have a permanent access to Otherworld and to the Citadel specifically. Um, nice. So. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I mean. That's what it was all about, getting access to the Citadel. I hope I do. I did a good job here because, like, I feel like I'd be slacking on Excalibur sometimes. But there's a lot of lore that we're trying to figure out and learn and understand uh, there's a lot of lo- they, like they're grab the X Men books are grabbing from so many different places. It's hard to keep track of everything. So, um, but it was a good issue, and it's going to be very important to the issue that's coming after this next one. So let's move on to that real quick. Uh, unless you want to say one more thing before we move on, Josh. All right. 
already did a sound, but uh, whatever. Giant size X Men. Um, all right. So, giant size X Men Storm number one. Uh, over the last few issues, uh, we've been kind of reconciling with this idea that Storm has been infected with a technological virus uh, that will kill her in 30 days, and she can't just die and resurrect because this virus will follow her to the next body. No, is that is that true? I don't think that's true. Actually, that's what I thought. That's why I yeah, said that they wouldn't. That, they can't wait it out. The case, and I don't think that is. So this. I don't know if it was we'll a mistake in cotton. Yeah, we'll get to it, but I agree. I. Th- that's what I thought. That's what I was under the impression. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. So in the last issue, we had Phantom X. Uh, basically, his story, what he's been doing this entire time, he's been trying to uh, explore the this realm called the world where he was born. It's this weird technological realm where it just keeps evolving and it kills everything that enters for some reason. Uh, and the, it seems like the only the cure for Storm's problem is in the world. So they 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 hire Phantom X to take him in, but not just Phantom X. This random AIM agent is also yeah. invited into the team because he has expertise on the world and he can guide them through because he is science boy. Uh, so they enter the world. Uh, looks pretty weird and fun. Uh, <laughs> There are giant floating eyeballs everywhere. And Storm's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Let's just fucking go. I'm going to die soon. And um, Yeah, that's, that's wild for respect. We're the fucking X-Men. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah pretty much. That's um, how we give it up. Yeah. So they're all fighting these eyeball things. And uh, as Storm is about to go crazy with her wind powers, she just kind of passes out. But uh, she wakes up inside of, this, uh, of the area that they were supposed to be in. Uh they enter it and they find this guy that uh, Phantom X has been trying to reestablish. I guess the guy he was like his twin, essentially. His bro. His broski. His broski. And uh, he's there just like, all right, well, you know, this is the thing we need. Science, science, science stuff. Hickman science stuff that I, I, I don't know. It's not Dr. Stone science, so I don't understand it. Um, yeah. You don't get a pass, Hickman, but what else? <laughs> yeah. So Storm has to step into this thing, and you know, eventually, this thing will not cure her necessarily. It's just going to pull the the technological virus out of her. Um, mm. And man, it looks painful. If you zoom in on this, yes. her skull and bones is being like ripped and warped. It's real gross. Um, and just as more like eyeball monsters are breaking through, that's when Storm. Uh, just as more yeah Storm just like Kamehameha's her way out and is like I'm cured and everybody's like cool you did it and you know let's go back but Phantom X is gonna stay and uh, not only that the random aim agent is also going to stay um, he's like it's fucking fire here man I don't care about that money <laughs> there's so much science going on in here it's like Senku himself is underneath that hood right now He's like, 10 billion percent, I'm going to stay. And this is the interesting part, I guess, is that as Cypher is leaving, uh, Cypher is a mutant who has the ability to just kind of understand every language, including non-human language, technological language, alien language, stuff like that. Oh, that power he he has, that's from, that's that's because of Warlock. Is it? No, I thought that was his power. He's Warlock, right? No. Huh? I thought that, no, his power is to understand any language. That arm and that battle suit that's warlock 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I thought, yeah, so yeah. No, his power to understand. I thought, I thought that was his power at first, but that was actually just warlock helping him out. Yeah, the yeah. suit is his is warlock. His kind power like to kind of, understand languages yeah. is his. So he oh, starts talking to the virus that once took over his body. And remember, this is a virus from the vault, which is something that was built up earlier. Uh, mm. So, you know. From the children of the vault, yeah. Yeah, from the children of the vault. So Cypher's like, you know, I understand. You're not fooling. You're not fooling anyone. I know you'll be back. And uh, he's like, I can make it out clearly. Your language, your conscious, and your sentient. You got anything to say about that? And uh, the the little machine ball says, <laughs> and Cypher's like, Yeah, I'll be seeing you soon too. And that's where that issue ends. I think we have actually another giant size X Men, but I'm not sure if it's really continuity driven or because it says yeah, it's, it says tribute to Wine and Cockrum. I don't know who they are. Wine is the guy but... who created uh, Wolverine. I don't know who Cockrum is. Oh, but um, yeah. That was uh, Giant Size X-Men. Uh, as far as I know, the last like Giant X-Men book, Giant Size X-Men book that will have credence in the story. Maybe this Len Wine thing is going to be different, but who knows? Um, I found it interesting. It was a good book. I mean, you know, it, it sets up a lot of plot lines, and that's what these Giant Size X-Men books are supposed to do. Um, ready to move on to the last one? Oh, yeah. Okay. X-Men number 12. All right. Let's get it on. I, If you told me this morning that I was going to have to read this issue of X-Men like five times in order to really fucking grasp the magnitude of what was going on here. Lucky guy. I, I really read it. I only had time to read that shit once. I read it twice. <laughs> I said I would have to have read it five times in order to really like kind of absorb everything. Uh, we we're recording this currently on Wednesday when this book came out, so we've only had to, a limited amount of time to read this. So if we get some things wrong, please let us know in the comments. This is as best as we. This is a lot of information we're trying to uh, get through it and understand it all. But uh, let's start with the easy mode stuff. <laughs> the very beginning at the Krakow at the Arako point, uh, the the summoner and uh, the mutant kids are continuing their game that they established in X-Men number 11. It's this game called Life, essentially. Uh, it's uh, Mutant Life. And uh, he's basically... They start talking about weaknesses. And um, the rock guy that he's playing with is basically like, well, I know your mutant power. Your mutant power is you're invulnerable, except for your eyes. Your eyes are your weakness. And he's like, yes, you got me. Huh. Uh and uh, he's like, what about you? And he starts examining the little game piece he made out of this guy. And he's like, well, it turns out that your rock body isn't your body. It's just like a p armor that you wear and that hides the real you that's underneath. And if, if anybody knew that, that would be pretty bad for you. Because, um, you know, there's other ways to beat somebody other than punch them. Yeah. If someone knows that they're energy, like if you're an energy absorber or manipulator, you're done so. Yeah. If they know well, that somebody wouldn't even think to do that if they didn't know. Exactly. Um, but that's when <coughs> that's when Apocalypse pulls up and he's like, Hello, <laughs> I, I need knowledge. And um and everybody with goes his, like, with his traditional outfit on I, I like it. I like how they man the art's really good. Yeah, this is uh Look at his face, his eyes are just never open. 
<laughs> um, you be looking how I look when I'm looking at the uh, iPad. Yeah. Hmm. All black eyes. Um, okay, so Apocalypse sits down and he's like, all right, so I did the thing in Excalibur number 11 or Excalibur number 12. So, you know, everything's all set. Right? He's like talking. He's like, okay, I did this. I did the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I did remember that. Okay, so that had to do with this. Yeah, so Bet. it's all done. So the last thing I need is I need to know. And he's like, you want to know what really happened? How we fought. How we fell. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Very well. Yeah. I'll tell you. And then this is the moment where I knew that we were going to have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, the A Mutant's History of Arako and the Fallen World of Amonth. All right. So a little bit of backstory. Earlier in this run, it was established that Krakoa was actually this one big na- island called uh, Okara. It was just one whole place. And then at some point, uh, there were these enemies that invaded it. And as a result, uh, Apocalypse had to pretty much split the island in half, creating both Krakoa and Arako. Um, and that, and that like, sent... And as far as we knew up to this point, the only people who had to stay behind were his four horsemen at the time. But it turns out that there were a whole uh, population of first-generation mutants that were there as well. And they had, and a lot of them had to stay behind on the Arako side to, you know, to stay there. And there are a lot of interpretation as to why that is. Um, for one thing, people believe that, you know, I guess the main thing is that Apocalypse was a hero and he sacrificed their lives in order to save the world overall. There's another one where mm. like he did it pretty much just to save his own ass and there's the third inter- interpretation that he did it under the command of someone else, which is a possibility, apparently. But there's a much bigger player at, uh, at large here. So, with everybody separated, for whatever reason, somehow, the Arako side ends up in this world called the Amenth, which is filled with these weird demon things. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird demon world. Uh, and when they got there, they noticed that a ton of their people, a ton of the demons were destroyed already. There was already, I think, uh, a man known as the White Sword and his 100 champions already down there just kind of fighting these guys. I don't know if he's mutant or not, but he's down there doing the thing. Uh, and while they, while the uh, the White Sword was doing his thing, the mutants had time to settle and just kind of like get their shit together and create kind of a stronghold. And that's when uh, the summoner was born, as you can see, uh, the child of uh, war. And uh, who was his dad? I know war was the mom, right? I don't know. Yeah. Some, some dude, some first gen dude. Um, at some point, Arako was a lot like Krakoa is now, actually. There's a council around them. There's even Arako itself is back there, just like Krakoa is with Cypher um, yeah. in the quiet council. And um, Oh, yeah. True that. Yeah, Arako itself, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, there, shit. And uh, there is this guy who uh, grew up with the summoner. He's basically telling them he saw, like, the, he saw one of the great towers fall, and that made him go blind. And, you know, I guess, like, he was urging them to exercise caution when fighting the Amenth demons. And uh, Genesis, the wife of Apocalypse, basically laughed in his face, and they were like... 
man, f- <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wild out right now. They just gather their army and they start slaying these demons left and right. Uh, and you know, I mean, like they they're having like a good they're, they're having a good go at it. They're doing okay. And they reach the ivory tower, the ivory so- uh, spire, which is the home of the white sword purity. Uh, and this guy, uh, he, there's this guy who sits there. He seems to be an external. He was a champion of theirs. Uh, it was he basically has been every day fighting these immense demons to the death until the last soldier, sitting down in his throne and then using his sword to resurrect uh, his people day in and day out in order to fight these. But at some point, the constant cycle of death and fighting kind of warped his mind and he can't really tell friend from foe anymore as far as I understand. So he just started attacking the mutants as well. Uh, and at that point, they just fucked off. And at the same time, <laughs> well, as they retreated, they were like, let's not fuck with this guy. Um, yeah, like, all right, it's, he's got it. Yeah. Uh, Thanos and the Silver Suit defeated us. Good shit. Yeah, at some point, there was a defector in the mutant side, uh, a girl named Eska. She was known as the traitor, the unbeaten. Uh, her mutant power is that she could not be defeated. And because she knew that the Amenth were going to win, her power kind of compelled her to defect to the to the Amenth side of things, which is interesting. Uh, I, I'm wondering if like the first gen mutants are their powers are more like in tune with their personalities, and or they their powers compel them to be a certain way uh, on an emotional yeah. level. But it's interesting to, to see. She basically goes as a messenger of the Amenth, uh, talks to Genesis. Nobody knows what was said, really, but they know that uh, Genesis was invited over to the Amenth palace to parlay with the god of the of the Amenth known as Annihilation. Um, mm. So she goes, you know, she chills. She's like, all right, let's go. Uh, they walk up to her, uh, and I guess there was no real parlay because they fought to the death. And uh, Genesis lost. And with her death, died the hope for the mutants in uh, in Araco. So everybody was wild out. Like, the war just escalated to a crazy degree, but, and the mutants were on the losing side of it. Uh, and their pretty much last hope was that Apocalypse had found mutants on his side that were able to help them in their, in their battle and hope that <laughs> Apocalypse pretty much got their shit together up, up in the other world. So they sent uh, the summoner ahead to go find him because shit's getting wild. Other people chose to stay and fight. And um, he left at the point. Oh, that's when Araco came out of nowhere. That's what they, that was with them sending the, uh, the piece of, okay, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Cause apocalypse didn't, didn't bring it forward. He just knew what it was when they started coming back. Yeah. Like when a piece of it, because that's not all of Morocco. That was just a piece. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was a little confused on. I'm glad you enlightened me there. Like, I guess they didn't bring the whole Morocco back. They just did enough to get the summoner over there. And at that point, Morocco had been taken over. Uh, the Amenth have pretty much conquered Morocco, and the Amenth are going after Krakoa next. And that is the conflict. We get a little bit of a breakdown of what the summoner's levels are. I'm not really going to go through it so much, but. Um, you know, I guess they're like the more the more like lines they have, the higher level, the stronger the summoner. And 
the summoner in Krakoa is like level three or something, and there are not many of those yeah. left. So the issue ends with um, Apocalypse arriving at the eternal at the external gate, which he just created in Excalibur, um, and he sends Banshee and uh, Unis. Unis, Unis, the uh, the untouchable, uh, along with him, they're going to trek through Otherworld and into the Araco, into Araco, in order to help. And uh, Apocalypse will follow them soon after with reinforcements. And that's essentially mm-hmm. the plan. Um, and that's where the issue ends. Uh, they they go off into the portal, and I guess next week we'll be starting with with Ten of Swords, which is I guess this is going to be the premise. Is them storming uh, Otherworld and Araco. And it's. <laughs> so, how do you get to Araco from Otherworld, though? Oh, because I mean, I guess. Because the ne- they're the nexus of. Yeah, that they, he needed the observatory, and the observatory yeah, he uh, gets to Araco. I see. That's why he was like, mm, <laughs> I see. Like, he's It all makes sense now. It was. Yo, it was just weird before. I mean, you know, I think like oh, he man, uh, Hickman so has this uh, theatrical way of telling stories. You know, this big, grand, epic way of uh, explaining and uh, expositing things. It took me a little bit. It's a lot of information to absorb, uh, and it just kind of far- further solidifies that. Like, if you're not reading an X book, you have you run the risk of like being lost <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah. If there's anything we can, I consider a public service that we do in this show is that we read all of this shit. So, um, I mean, I mean, I feel good about it. I don't really regret it, but man, it's a lot. And, uh, I'm actually happy. I read this. I think, I think I might just go ahead and give this my certified very good issue. Yeah. Certified it was, it was so much information, but it really, really yeah. set the table and made things epic. I mean, they, they, they let us know everything we kind of needed in order to go forward. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I would like to know, but that's what makes the story enticing, mm-hmm. and we'll find out. Yeah. Um, in theory, quick. I do have some. Oh, oh yeah. Go sorry, ahead, sorry. Please. I was about to say, in theory, this is like kind of like what Black Clover did for this current arc. This is basically explaining the rules of what's going to happen next. We know what Ten of Swords is going to be about. All the swords that the that have shown up kind of in the X Men. There have been a couple. Cable has a sword. Uh, Betsy Brandt probably will have not betsy brent right that's her name betsy braddock brent. no i'm braddock, thinking of yeah. like spider-man's friend betsy brent uh okay so bet yeah they, they there's a lot of characters with swords that are going to be necessary hence of ten of swords uh i mean i don't know there's we know the objective get through other world my thing is these people are really strong like the so what they're going to send regularized mutants over no they're sending all the of fuck? them what they're gonna send I- <laughs> No, they're sending all of them. Yeah. Apocalypse said he's sending the entirety of Krakoan forces. So, like, pretty much every team right now is going. Like, the Hellions are going for sure. Excalibur's going. Uh, the current X-Men. Um, X-Force is probably going. All these books are going to tie into this. So, get ready, you guys. We got a lot of work ahead of us, I guess. Um very good issue though. No, that's all I got to say about it. You got you want to move on? All right. Let's randomize. Rocket to punch!
One Piece. Okay. We are on One Piece chapter 990, Army of One. Uh, last we left off, the Straw Hats showed up, swagged out, ready to go. Everything's about to get popping. Um, we open randomly. Uh, Sasaki was released. <laughs> it just kind of opens with like, by the way, uh, they Shit. found him and let him go. And Sasaki's kind of playing it off like, yeah, whatever. It, it, things didn't get too crazy while I was gone, right? And everybody's like, well, actually. <laughs> Shit got pretty crazy. Um, meanwhile, back at Kaido, where Kaido's at, Kaido's just like standing there watching like the carnage that's going on before him. Like, mm, yes, fight for me, puppets. Fight. Uh the the minks are going ham. Jack is getting fucked up, man. Like the minks are all like. Stabbing. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> My favorite. And is- like he doesn't deserve no fair fight one on one for like a few like a chapter or something like that. Nope, you smoke that nigga off screen. I mean, he's holding Please. his own as best he can. Everybody's just watching. Like all the main players, like the the Ayakaza Nine. Uh, they're just watching this happen, and Jack's like, "Kaido, please help!" Like, I his face reads to me like, "Why are you letting me fight by myself? Why am I doing all this work? I got stabbed. There's a sword in my trunk." Uh, yeah, ouch. Yeah, Keenanmon is like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap now." But that's when uh, Dark Storm and uh, and Cat Viper. Just kind of stop him or like, no, we'll use our ultimate forms to fuck Jack up now. Um, cool with that. They deserve the revenge. <laughs> Jack is looking like, fuck. <laughs> you get one Lion pan- and wolf style. You get pan- one panel of him being like, ah, <laughs> my God. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, King and Queen are just kind of like talking, right? Like kind of discussing what's happening. Queen is like, whoa, this shit got lit real fast. And then. King's like, don't worry, I'm not going to blame you. You were worthless from the start, which is funny. And Queen's like, man, yowch. Um, so uh, King basically calls the Toby Ropo. <laughs> Meanwhile, like X-Drake is here talking to Basil Hawkins. Is like, hey, so, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on. You didn't join this group by choice. You want to wanna betray Kaido? And <laughs> Hawkins is like, I'm not a fucking, I'm not an op, man. I'm not you want me to betray Kaido right now? No, thank you. And he says 1%. Uh, mm. Drake is like, what does that represent? And uh, Basil's like, the chances of a certain man surviving till tomorrow. And X-Drake is like, mm, sorry, it sucks to be that guy. I wonder who it is. Um, so yeah, King tells the Toby Ropo, he's like, hey, we have to squash our beef for now. Our internal struggle will have to be put on pause because you know everything is going to hell so you know kaido's on the roof the enemy is ascending stop the enemy um that's when who's who enters the uh wherever drake and um and hawkins are and he's like come with me while everything's chaotic we're going to queen and you know drake right now is like hmm I don't want to be involved in your little power struggles. He thinks like he's gonna make a, a move on Queen right now. Um meanwhile Hawkins is just like doing his fortune teller shit. It's just like mm, I don't like the look of this. Um Yeah, not even a little bit. Yeah. 
uh, you know, meanwhile, back at the performance floor, everything's getting crazy. Uh, the numbers are attacking left and right. Uh, Zoro was able to cut through one one of these guys' clubs like fucking easy. Just like, yeah, pretty cool. A couple of panels of show, of uh, the straw hat showing up. Jinbei just catches it. Also easy. Um, Bam. Luffy's like, that's it away. Luffy's like, if that thing's supposed to be like oars, we we once teamed up like this and we barely just beat one before, but that was a long time ago. I've got gear four now, bitch. And uh, he transforms into gear Back four. Back I will lay your ass out in one combo, motherfucker. Get out of my face. Yeah. As he's <laughs> jumping, like as he's jumping to punch, at the same time almost, uh, X Drake is now beaten and bloody on the floor, and Queen is like, "I know you're a fucking fed." Who are you working with? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> stop it, bro. You was actually a fed before. Then you was a pirate. And now you're working for us. Mm. I don't believe it. Yeah, stop it, bro. What's going on? You're a snake. Yeah, so he's like... You're a fucking rat, bro. He's like, tell me who you're working with. Is it a group or is it just you? And he's like, I'll never talk. I'll never I'll never say anything. And... um. And he's like, you sure? Torch can make a break a man's spirit. And for whatever reason, an explosion happens. I don't know if it was like Drake that did it, but I guess he... From the fights. Yeah, maybe. He takes the opportunity and he just like dips out. He's out of here. And he runs out. He's like, what do I do? Fuck, where do I run? And he's like, well, I still have hope. He goes half dinosaur and uh, he descends upon one of the numbers and he uses his Excalibur technique. Oh, we did go half dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's why his head looked like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, he goes oh, Excalibur yeah. as Luffy okay. and Luffy is using his Kong gun. They both knock out a number simultaneously. Uh, it's a good way to display, like I guess Drake's power. Just quickly scale him up. He's able to. He's at least like on the level where he could take down one of these numbers. Uh, yeah doesn't mean that he's like equal to luffy but he's at least at this level um sure but he's got sharp objects so he probably could be luffy yeah probably um so at that point he remembers that uh that kobe vouched for luffy pretty hard and he's like well this is my the enemy of my enemy is my friend and he basically yells at luffy straw hat luffy for reasons i cannot say i am now an army of one please let me start uh, fight on your side. And Luffy's like, huh? Is he joining the crew? No. That's what X-Trake? I thought. No, I'm joking. No. X-Trake I mean, is part of Kobe's no. crew, essentially. Who? Like, he's part of Kobe's crew. He, he's, he's got like, um, Kobe's got this weird espionage uh, crew going on that X-Trake is part of. And that's what he's okay. a thing of. That's why he referenced Kobe. It was established early on. But I get it. It was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, this was cool. I, I'd like to take a moment to like respect the gangster of Kaido because it's mm. taking like the combined forces of the Straw Hat Pirates, the Kid Pirates, the Law, the the Heart Pirates, the Animals of Zoe, the Minks of Zoe, uh, the entire Wano Samurai forces. Uh, yeah, the ones that was locked up and just idle. Yeah, and now the Navy, essentially, just to take down this one dude. Um, huge fan. And, you know, this is like a little chaotic issue. I, I very much enjoyed it. I didn't see this coming, honestly. True, the Straw Hats pulled up to Tidal Land. 
and just stir shit up. Yeah. Easy, you know? Wano, they had, it took a long time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't see uh, X-Trake just immediately being like, fuck Luffy, help me. And I, I'm sure Luffy will just let him come aboard because he's, he's just going to say, I know Kobe. And he's like, oh, you're Kobe's friend? We're cool. Kobe beef. Kobe beef. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Kobe. Yeah. That's I don't Kobe. know why. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where that's One Piece. Um, it's off next week, so... <sighs> <laughs> we can never be happy but we get my hero back shut up brian shut up <laughs> why can't we have i'm both? excited for some my uh, hero mm, but yeah good chapter um I, I that's all i gotta say anything else before we go all right um let us i don't know i almost forgot that this was on the board but we got to set up now. All right. Here we go. It's time to randomize. Thor. No. Oh. Thor number seven. Uh, Thor. This should be a quick one. Will you be my friend, Beta Real Bay? <laughs> what? Beta Real Bay. Beta Real Bay. Beta Real Bay. I really did like this issue, too. Um, But uh, we'll get to First that. First of all, they suit me. The f- I was so hyped because I seen Spider-Man's hand. I was just like, oh, Spider-Man's going to be in this <laughs> book. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about this. Well, we only got a cameo from Tony. And, Tony. Ah, this other guy. Okay, so it starts off in Broxton, Ohio. Um, Oh, oh Broxton, Oklahoma. Um, For the uninitiated... Broxton is important to Thor because at a certain point, uh, Thor pretty much had Asgard floating above Broxton um, for a time. And that was like, I think, the main problem in Siege, the Siege event, is that people didn't really approve of the uh, Asgard just hovering over U.S. soil like that. But the people of Broxton didn't seem to give a shit. But the, <laughs> the rest of the, But Osborne was president at the time, so he had problems with it. Um, he was dumb, tight. Yeah. Why did and why was Asgard over Braxton again? I don't know. I think that's just where they ended up parking it. <laughs> they mm, parked Asgard okay. over over Braxton. Makes sense. Uh, there wasn't a special reason. Um, but in any case, uh, in Braxton, this random farmer is just hanging out doing his thing, and then uh, Mjolnir just crashes down upon it, and um, he caught. Uh, he calls uh thor calls uh sif and he's like hey did my hammer get to earth yet and she's like yeah why did you do that and he's like an experiment i'll tell you later (laughs) um because i guess thor has more important fish to fry like uh rebuilding a friendship (laughs) uh he he invited beta ray bill over to have some drinks and to break some bread because if uh, Mm. you guys remember they fought recently and it was pretty it was pretty visceral. Um, this was m- one of my favorite moments is that like Thor is like, will you sit? And he's like, is that an order? And he's like, no, mm. no, I'm trying to have a drink. Passive with a friend. aggressive much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh, I knew I kind of deserve that, but you know, I'll just keep it going. Uh, he's like, I'm just trying to have dinner with a friend. Please sit. And Thor's like, and uh, Beta Ray Bill's like, all right, <laughs> I'll sit. And he's like, so, 
how's it going? And Thor remembers that he had a whole vision of Thanos with uh, a tricked out Mjolnir with all the Infinity <laughs> And Infinity Stone tricked out Mjolnir. And Marvel's on Necro's gauntlet. Yeah, Marvel Necro's behind him just like all behind him yeah that too all the you know 90s wet dreams and he's like what's going on i think so and he's like uh well you know i heard you with with the guardians and the inhumans how was that about it's like yeah i was involved with a bunch of small time space events involving them you know stuff what's going on so you know and then that's when Beta Ray Bill decides to just go off. He's just like, so what? what's really going on here? You know, are you sitting with me because you want to rebuild a friendship? Or, you know, because last time we hung out, you destroyed my hammer and you beat the shit out of me. You're like, you're not my king. You made sure of that. You made sure to remind me I'm not from fucking Asgard. So, yeah. you know, if you're out here and you're just trying to like, I mean, you're not my king. So, you know, I don't owe you anything. So, you know. If you just came here for no if you just brought me here for no reason, you could drink your wine by yourself, old man. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> right? Like I mean I don't want to hang out with you. And Thor's like And Joy still hurts. Yeah, Thor's like, I need you to tell me about Thanos. And um you know, we, we get a little intercut with uh on Earth, uh where the Mjolnir landed and that's when Iron Man comes through. Um and uh he he sees that uh Thor engraved his phone number onto the Mjolnir as kind of like a revenge for writing on his on for Tony writing on his hammer before. Um. So yeah, as Iron Man's getting tight, he's just like, "All right, now it's time to get back to business," and he basically mm-hmm. explains like, "I saw a vision where Thanos is like gearing up to do something crazy," and Beta Ray Bill's like, "Nah, we." He tried that, like he tried to come back to life, but we kind of stopped him. Uh, me and the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of stopped him, so we're good on that front. And he's like, "Cool, will you be my second in command? Will you lead the Asgard armies when I'm not here?" And like, mm, that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, and knock me over the head if I'm being disrespectful. I'll give you a really strong weapon so you're able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, pick your weapon, you know, or I'll have the. Uh, I'll have the dwarves make something for you. Whatever you want, buddy. I re- custom, nigga. What you anything you want, bro. Just <laughs> Yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Dead ass. Bros fight, man. Bros fight. <laughs> uh so Beta Bill pretty much accepts it. She's he's like, "All right, but where's Mjolnir?" And Thor explains that, like, yeah, about that. I sent it to Earth. Um, I've sensed for too long that Mjolnir started to get heavy on me. You know, like, we've seen little snippets of that over the course of this run. Thor is having a harder time lifting Mjolnir, and he was afraid that he is becoming less worthy of it. And uh, he sent it to Earth to test a theory uh, in that, like, for whatever reason, it's it has grown heavier, but it's not because he's becoming less worthy of more on, yeah yeah like it, before is uh the truth is most worth is he he's not only struggles to lift it uh other people don't seem to have that same problem and so that random farmer from from broxton he is able to pick up the hammer and become thor of his own uh one of these <laughs> 
Yeah, I wasn't really excited about that. But <laughs> I guess we'll see where they go. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's an interesting prospect. Um, I, I guess, like, I, I appreciate that they're trying to do something a little different with this Thor run. I don't think this story has been particularly done before. The idea that Mjolnir is just kind of getting, just trying to branch out, I guess, for whatever reason. Uh, I wonder why. I guess it all depends on how they deliver. Uh, I don't really have, I have faith in the writer, Donnie Cates. He's running Venom right now, so he just kind of has my, yeah. he has my support. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to see where it goes, but uh, I like this issue quite a bit. I recommend Thor overall. It's a solid series. Um, but uh, is that uh, is that it? Can we move on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time to... Wait one second. Randomize. I'm back. <laughs> Randomize. Son of the bitch! Burn the witch! Uh... This is Burn the Witch, Chapter 4. If a the lion... series finale! Season finale. <laughs> Lit. Um, last we left off, uh, Balgo was uh, London's most wanted, essentially, for being a dragon clad. So everybody's like, man, fuck this guy. We're going we're gonna to kill him off. Uh, Renji, I mean Grimjaw, I mean Bruno, is like thirsted out. Jabberjaw. <laughs> Grimjaw, Jaggershock, is thirsted out to kill this guy. He's so excited to murder another human being. Um, and um, as uh, Nini and Noel are planning their escape, that's when Ellie, the dragon that um, Macy befriended, just comes down and starts attacking Bruno. And um, as he attacks, uh, Ellie just disappears, which is apparently a very special dragon power that not every dragon has. It's a power called Stealth Scale. Um, it's able to just kind of teleport. Uh, Nini thought that she saw that, but she didn't really think of it. She thought, like, maybe it just came out of the darkness. Maybe I'm tripping. And then um, all of a sudden, the scale, the its talon returns, cuts uh, Bruno's dragon in the wing, and it is revealed that Ellie is actually way bigger, a fucking Lugia, essentially. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Not only that. It's like a swan. Yeah, they look at it, and uh, Bruno recognizes that it has six talons, which is important, because it turns out that Ellie is one of the Marchins. What is a Marchin? Uh, a Marchin is essentially these seven dragons that... Uh, that are pretty much the progenitors of dark dragons. So they're like automatically assumed to be evil. There are seven really, really powerful dragons, legendary dragons. All of them are named after fairy tales uh, of some sort. You know, there's snow white, red dress, golden ax, bubbles, sugar house, band of animals. And finally Cinderella, which is what Ellie is. Um, Ellie is the Cinderella dragon. And uh, she oh. has a couple of, like, they call her Cinderella because of uh, her distinctive biology. It only matures nocturnally, like Cinderella, um, as well as star ash. The dust is scattered, and when it's when it scatters and if we, anybody comes in contact with that, it just causes massive explosions everywhere. But they didn't know that. It seemed like in a reference book, it was supposed to be engulfed in light, but I guess that's another way of saying things explode. Um, so, you know, they got a legendary dragon on their side. So, uh, Bruno's like, uh, Balgo, 
We're taking a rain check on your elimination. There are clearly bigger fish to fry. He throws on this uh, <laughs> this edgelord skull bandana <laughs> that jo- that Brian loves so much. And, oh, yeah. Uh, to further cement that he's grim drawer. Yeah, to, to further... Yeah, this is very much like the hollow mask. I do like it, though. Um, he gets on Rickenbracker, and he they, he flies off to fight the Cinderella. Um, while every while the rest of them make their escape, uh, and apparently uh, he's got this actually really cool aesthetic power, where his uh, his abilities are graffiti based, like he creates this spray paint thing, like and uh, it summons these monsters. I really like it. I appreciate that he's like going out of the grain a little bit. It's not just swords. Everybody seems to have like a special personalized ability. Yeah, um, that is really cool. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at this shit in more in detail, and oh yeah, it yeah. reminds me of um of Sai. Yeah, yeah, Naruto. Yeah, essentially he's that, but graffiti wise. Um, he's able to summon people, summon monsters, using that. Um, but this monster that he summons is no match for Cinderella. It just blows him off him, and they're like, "All right, well, Nini and uh, Noel come back." He's like, "All right, we're gonna help you fight." Uh, they fight some more. They do the super nail jail to hold down Cinderella. Um, and uh, this is uh, really cool. He goes, um, uh, Bruno does his release code 2028. Unlock. Get over here. And a big gre- uh, curtain of graffiti comes down from above mm-hmm. and traps the Cinderella. But it's not good enough. It just. Greedy curtain. Yeah, he does it so he can contain her. So when this thing explodes, it probably takes her out, but it doesn't work. Uh, she's still alive. Bloody hell, she's still alive. Um, so they're like, Bruno's at this point like, well, shit. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, so it starts flying off. Uh, it, it just like takes notice of something and it starts flying off. Uh and it explodes a building because that's where uh, Macy was, I guess. Oh, shit. Yeah. But uh, it blasts Ninny instead. Ninny's down. But uh, Ninny. Ninny, no. And um, Not Ninny. as uh, Macy tries to talk some sense into Ellie, it stops for a minute, but is it starts bringing down some bombs again. And that's when the girls intervene once again. They're like... I told you that isn't going to work, you know. This dragon won't give you strength, you know. It's not it's not your it's not the source of your power, you know. It, the reason like fairy tales are full of shit because you know magic what's so great about magic that ends in the middle of it. It's kind of like the, uh, a reprise of her original little monologue at the start of this. The, the power the reasons that fairy tale powers kind of stink is because it was never your power to begin with. And that's why it fades away. Like Cinderella, I guess. Like, that's the motif it's going yeah. for. Um, so. Makes sense. Yeah. So they tell them to stay back. Uh, Balgo, they basically say, Balgo, sit the fuck down before you get hurt. And then Balgo's like, all right, I'll wait. And then all of a sudden, a sword pops pops out of the pipe that they gave him earlier. Which is Q. Spirit sword? Spirit sword. Double spirit sword? Well, they don't know what it is at all. They've never seen anything like it. And at that point, that's when when Cinderella kind of just stops and stares for a minute. Which is interesting. Because if this is supposed to be some, like, evil dragon, 
I'm starting to suppose that there's a little bit more to the story than the West, mm. the wing binders are given credit for. But uh, before they can even comprehend what's happening, Cinderella gets just headshotted from a fucking mile away. Uh, one of these. And oh. who, who was the person who one-shotted this fucking monster? It was Banks Jr. Banks Jr.? Yeah. The, the hat and mustache guy from the beginning. Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I don't know. Did I do that, mate? Yeah, I, I think we're uh, getting into Australian ter- territory now. It's not the Patrick's right. is collecting and preserving Cinderella's corpse. Yeah, the day is saved, essentially. Uh, the next day... Oh, my like, God. But, yeah, did they have to kill the fucking dragon? Yeah, because it's apparently, like, a dark dragon. Like, it's the ori- the OG dark dragons, these things. The Marchins. So, you know, and they it literally bombed all of London, essentially. Um, True that. It needed to be stopped. Yeah. But... W- yeah. Oh, so you're saying maybe this hat, like some the yeah, sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, significant for something? For sure. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so fuck the dragon. Next day, <laughs> Ninny's like, Ninny's like, oh sh- Why? Why aren't we getting paid for this? Is like, you didn't take down the dragon. Uh, and you know they're I arguing. Did with and uh, it, we find out that Macy is now dragon clad because of her exposure to uh, to Ellie. Wow. And. Apparently, as we find out on the next page, as uh, Balgo's uh, punitive dragon release application is filed through, he is no longer on the wanted list. He, they're keeping him alive because apparently, uh, Balgo Parks came into contact with Macy a few, a couple months ago, and that served as the trigger for Cinderella's appearance somehow. And uh, that's a, enough of a reason to keep him alive because they believe that he is the trump card for eliminating the Marchins. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the head of the Pipers, who is this girl? Um, I forget her name. Uh, she comes through and she notices the little hole in the glass where Banks Jr. shot through uh, to kill Cinderella. And um, she's like, I'm relieved I did to find I did not underestimate the son of a hero. So I guess there's more to Banks than we know. Banks Jr. Seems oh, maybe. His dad, Banks, probably a big deal. Um, or that's actually Ichigo's son. I doubt it. Nah, I doubt it. I'm just guessing. <laughs> he doesn't even look like Ichigo. No, maybe. he doesn't. Not at all. Wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. So the issue, the chapter ends with... Um, Noel just hugging Balgo because he's kind of excited that he's going to be okay. And that's where Burn the Witch Season 1 ends. Uh, apparently, we're going to get more Burn the Witch. Um, and I'm here for it, honestly. I actually kind of enjoyed Burn the Witch to this point. I'm just kind of taking it as it goes. Um, it's kind of like, I guess, like, Kubo has a fresh start. We're getting, like, some of the uh, vintage Bleach vibes before he became before it became what it was um yeah and i missed it honestly i miss kubo his art is very is is very missed in jump and i'm glad that we're gonna get it back in some capacity 
Uh, and I like. I think this is an interesting format for manga. You know, like it's a lot like Naomi at DC, where they do like a couple issues or a couple chapters, and then they give it a break. They come back. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it turns out. They're yeah. doing a lot of like interesting stuff at Jump in terms of timing stuff. Uh, Boruto's like monthly in Jump, which is interesting. If they can do that, why not do this unusual thing for Burn the Witch? But um, true that. Big fan. Check it out if you have the time. It's only four chapters right now, and who knows when season two is going to start? So it's not a it's not a waste of time. Uh, anything? Any more thoughts before we move on? All right. All right. Let's get going. It was cool. <laughs> it's time to randomize. Chainsaw Man. All right. Oh boy. <sighs> Let's go. Okay, so last we left off, all of a sudden, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man decided to pop off. Uh, we get the full form of the Chainsaw Man as he absolutely demolished the Hell Devil. But it's not over yet. Uh, one of the public safety guys gets up and starts pouring blood into the Hell Devil's mouth. And he's like, die after you finish your job. And that's when uh, a giant hand comes down and teleports the Chainsaw Man into hell. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny, honestly. I remember that. It just comes so down like... Go it just comes down like... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. We then cut to inside of the building across the street where, where Makima is. She's mm. just watching. And that's when the old man from before has a gun shoot uh, right at her face, pointed at her face. She's like, it's no use shooting me. And apparently, as per her contract with the prime minister, attacks made on her will as the devil herself. Yeah, attacks made on her will be changed into appropriate illnesses and accidents among Japanese citizens, which is crazy because they shot her literally three billion times. Yeah. <laughs> so how many how many t- people are like in pain now because of that? Um, too many. Too many. And. Uh, <laughs> She's like, well, uh, this guy doesn't care. Give it, to, give it to the old man. He's like, well, aren't you lucky? And she's like, why well, aren't hey. you dropping your gun? And he's like, well, how are you so calm? Your chainsaw man lost. He's in hell now. And he's like, nah, it's cool. I asked him. To yeah, save right. I asked him to save me. He'll be back no matter what. And he's like, just what yeah. the hell are you? And she says, I am a fan of his. And this is where we actually start to get kind of more in depth as to what the chainsaw devil really is. He is known as the hero of hell, the chainsaw man. Uh, cry for help and he will come. The targeted, the devil's targeted by chainsaw and the devils who are called for help are cut up as well. You can't do that. so funny. Yeah, apparently he's like this weird uh, folklore amongst demons, kind of like a superhero of sorts, like a fucked up superhero. Yeah. Yeah, and uh he because of what he does, he's constantly chased, but uh he every time he is killed, he just revs his engine back and he comes back to life and he starts fucking shit up again. Uh some try to attack, some try to run, and others worship him, which I guess is Makima and the other devils that we've seen up to this point that have helped him on mm-hmm. his way. Um and the reason for this, the re- the main like big thing that makes the Chainsaw Devil so special is that apparently the devils that Chainsaw Man eats are erased from existence. And this is where it gets really trippy. So the old yeah. man is like... Did I- you see this nigga? Yeah, you see his face? 
He's like that was literally our face. He caught it exactly, like, not super overreacting, just still kind of waiting for more because he's definitely not. That wasn't enough. Yeah, he's like he's oh, like, I that that power is impossible, and she's like, yeah, but you can't perceive it. It's <laughs> only natural, you know. Okay, so apparently the names that have been eaten apparently are erased from the past and from individuals' memories. So if the Chainsaw Man eats you, you you might as well have never been born, essentially. And this is where it gets crazy. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to come understand. So she's like, even with the power to control over everything, the big, I'm beginning to forget the names that are gone. And then she asks this dude, do you remember what the Nazis did to the Jews? And he responds... Nazis, yeah, question mark. Yeah, he says Nazis. Uh, Machima says Nazis. Arnalone syndrome, World War Two, SOA. What's Arnalone syndrome? I don't know. AIDS. Brian. The Mount Heo eruption. Nuclear weapons. All of these things existed. And SOA. Sword, sword Art Online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He ate, he ate Sword Art Online. <laughs> see, he, oh, shit. he ate the anime I Sword Art Online. <laughs> yeah, apparently nobody remembers World War II because Chainsaw Man ate World War II somehow. <laughs> the devil that represented it. He also ate the Mount Heo eruption. He ate nuclear weapons. Wait, so the, are the, can the demons like manifest in events? Is that what they're saying? That they're like, there's a world. I guess like a, ultimate. I mean, because if it's a demon-led world, then you could probably argue that at, at least more than fifty percent of the bad stuff that happens is triggered because of the devil. Yeah, but there's like so a, why not wars and stuff, and because specifically of, World War Two. Well, let's say maybe whatever. Like you know, because there was such a huge event like that, it was because the devil was the main catalyst behind it and was pulling the strings, which is not too different from what actually happens. Just they're not. I mean, we think they're real humans yep. making decisions. They could actually be demons from hell. <laughs> the World War Two devil. Uh, the people. Man, so go I'm trying to find anything on Arnalone syndrome. I can't find anything because he ate the name. Because he ate the Arnalone syndrome demon. That's why we can't find it. He ate that shit. Yeah, he ate the Arnalone syndrome demon. Yo, imagine if we search World War Two and it's also gone. <laughs> like we don't know anything, right? It's just this one, the Mount Three, <laughs> one, he and ate that's the it. Mount Hero. He ate a fucking eruption as a concept. <laughs> like, I can't even. That's so funny. Well, oh, all no. of these once existed and were feared every bit as much as the devils with their names. The devils with their names. Yeah. But I'm the only one who remembers those names now. Because, because the chainsaw, chainsaw man, man ate, ate them, all. them all. He apparently also ate This guy six- is like, what? <laughs> His face. Huh? That's what I was, yo, oh my god, yo. Yeah, it's a lot. It was done very well. The sixth sense the humans used to like have. Like his face. The light of a particular star that would break children's mind. Four possible conclusions other than death at the end of being's lifespan. Oh my god. He's just The so... light of a, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
and like i mean i i really i've never appreciated this old man more than i have now because he's like this scale is so big i big i can't wrap my mind around it and i'm like yeah you fucking say that again (laughs) (laughs) and he's basically so what you're gonna use his power to turn the world into crap and she's like you think the prime minister would say take a deal with such an evil devil and it turns out that maybe that Makima is able, like Makima is aiming to fight the chainsaw devil and win so that she can control him and use the chainsaw man to create a better world. And again, this old man, just us, say again? Uh, and she's basically like, you know, death, war, hunger. There are many things that this humanity, that humanity could be used to, that would make humanity better if we could wipe it out as chainsaw with chainsaw man's power. I'll be able to wipe out all of these problems. I'll blast them all out. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "What if you lose?" And Makima is still like, "Well, that's cool too. To become part of the chainsaw man is to be the biggest honor ever. So you know, it's a win-win. Honestly, this whole thing has been a win-win." Yeah, she's totally in control. Yeah. And the chapter ends with like Makima just looking out. He has returned. The door to hell just rips open and he just descends. He just descends down raining blood and guts. And my god. Wowie. Did he kill everybody in hell? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. If I have to believe that, that's what I'm going to go with for until the next week and they tell me and they prove me otherwise. He killed every demon. All in favor of that, raise eye. That's our canon. That's, that's canon until... Until okay. next week? Yes. <laughs> Never. He killed everybody in hell and came oh, back is this the end? Is right. the, are we nearing the end of the series? Is it sure as fuck. Who looks knows, like? Brian? But guess what? My Hero Academia for sure is... <laughs> Oh my god, you're such a tool. Don't go down the road. Quirk singularity is, is, is the next quirk. Oh my that god. That doesn't make sense. Wait, can we have a moment to explain exactly what they mean by that? By when what? they say a quirk singularity, do they literally mean that someday someone's going to be born with a power so strong it's going to be like activating a black hole and everyone will cease to exist? Sure. That's what would happen if a black hole went off on, like in Earth. This Sure. There's nothing. <laughs> we well, there's literally a, I mean, a character with a black hole power. Area like nobody's that strong in My Hero Academia. You Thirteen. Feel me? There's barely anybody strong enough in like DC Dude, and Marvel. You feel me? Area. Area can wipe people from existence. <laughs> yes. Area. Area. Who? Who's she that? Can literally, the she, little girl. The little girl with the horn. She can literally oh. touch you and bring you back to a point where you weren't even born. Yep. And she's just a Whoa. kid. Yeah, I mean, the theory is that, like, as... Oh, she's an example of that. Okay. Yeah, as time goes... Her and Todoroki are, like, the poster children of Quirk Singularity right now. Todoroki, too? Why? Yeah, as Quirks continue... As Quirks continue, uh, and as, like, people start to intermingle and combine Quirks, they will get stronger over time. And there's just going to be an escalation, a continuing escalation of power in Quirks. And that's what the quirks are. Yeah, until it gets unstoppable. Pretty much. I mean, until it's a part that it can't be handled. Okay, I see. Yeah. But uh, back to Chainsaw Man, I guess. Um, (laughs) Man, oh, man. I mean, mean, certified really good chapter, I would say. No, yeah. Certified. I mean, One Piece is awesome, but come on, man. 
RGC Certified RGC. You can't beat a chapter where we finally learn what the fuck the deal it's, is. It's, with it's this more guy. than just it's more than just the coolness of it. You know, it's 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 the way they talk, the way the conversation flows. I just dig it all. Yeah, I mean, it's a is a lot to love. Um, man, Chainsaw Man is so good. I I guess we're nearing the end. I would I don't know for sure, but man, I don't know where they go from maybe defeating Makima. Or Makima. He fights everybody in hell again. Yeah, again. I don't know, man. One of the hundred goes out to space and starts hunting new life. Yeah. Stellar. Well, maybe he'll cross over into another, like, another, another manga. universe. Like, uh, he just eats Kaido? Yeah. Uh, Gideon Heights <laughs> or something. Oh, Kaido. <laughs> he, just kill, he just eats Shigaraki? I don't know. Oh, man. my God. Right? You're dead. Get Period. Hit. No problem anymore. Yeah. Series is over. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, this Chainsaw Man. Um, fucking awesome chapter. Uh, it's good to know. I there's still so much to really understand about why this does he have jeans on? The, the Chainsaw Man? No, that's not jeans. Yeah, that's not jeans. No, he has like <laughs> it's all metal, dude. It's not jeans. Metal. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if it All was right. jeans if he just had like Levi's. We, on. We, we, we need a color we, we need a color page next week, yo. Come on, jump. Yeah. Y'all gotta do it. Alright, but that's about and it. Can we just make it canon that she has the Byakugan? Might as well, right? Can we sure. just she has that? the Renengan? It's more like the Renengan yeah. than the Byakugan. That's what I actually meant. Yeah. That's actually what I literally meant, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> You're my favorite. Alright. That was Chainsaw Man. And that has been our show thank you guys so much uh thank you for bearing with us this was a lot of information that we had to go through this week but uh i'm glad we got through it i thought this was a fun show i hope you guys felt the same x-men was fucking crazy bro all of this shit was crazy man yo as soon as exosaurus pops off oh my god man we gotta have to fucking do something separate for that man i don't know well we're not gonna get it all in one day so it's not so bad but uh thank you guys so much for joining us you can find me at the chris espinal at jd cole underscore 37 at b.esp on twitter and instagram follow drum foo at drum underscore foo follow the show itself at new jump city email us at new jump city pod at gmail.com for any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk about uh and comment like subscribe all that jazz check us out on itunes spotify wherever you listen to podcasts uh thank you very much again we love you guys stay safe new jump citizens peace out